Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Locked On Town Podcast. Joining me as always today is my co-host, Hunter Trumbull. I'm not the only one joining us today. We have two guests. And it's Tyler Manning and Justin Dixon, the captain Justin Dixon. And we're here up in the Shiawassee County looking to uh, find... Is it Shiawassee County? It's not Saginaw, Saginaw County. It's Saginaw County. I'm already too many beers deep. <laughs> but we're going to get this podcast started. Where do we want to start, Willie? With Justin Dixon, sure. Well, yeah, but what do we want to start? We want to start with fishing, duck hunting? Where do we want to go? Well, who are you? My name is Justin Dixon. I own and operate Slap and Tails Guide Service. Um, I offer fishing, uh, fishing trips for walleye and perch, Saginaw Bay, Saginaw River, Detroit River. Also an avid duck hunter. I don't really guide too much for that because that's my thing. I take these two knuckleheads with me more than anything. Say, so. You don't have time for that. No, no, no. Now. For duck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, duck hunting is my <laughs> thing. Shitty clients. Yeah. <laughs> guys that camp out in my barn. Uh, I don't know, but we have fun. We do. Hot and flooded corn, of course. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Huh? Uh, yeah. I got to get it out there, really, because these guys warned me. Yeah. Oh, my name's Tyler Manning. I'm just a good friend of Justin Dixon, and uh, I've got to know these two guys over the last five, six months. Don't duck hunt anymore, but I'm a big deer hunter. But when we do duck hunt, I hunt flooded corn as well. The best way to <laughs> duck hunt, some would say. Some would say. This whole table would say. <clears throat> this is true. Where do you want to start? I want to start... Let's start on the fishing scene. So I am not a big fisherman, but obviously you're a captain and a guide, and you've taken us a couple of times. So just give us a rundown of the of the day in the life of being a captain from home all the way to Detroit. So I start my spring, April and May in Detroit on the Detroit River Jigging for Walleye. And then I come back home mid to end of May and I troll the Saginaw Bay for walleye. Um <clears throat> all the way basically up till Halloween time. Then we'll start jigging the Saginaw River plus trolling the bay on the nice weather days when the waves won't kick your ass. And that's pretty much what we do. We we do a, we do ice fish, but obviously that doesn't happen anymore. So Yeah, we never get ice. <laughs> uh, we got out, what, once or twice this year. That's I wouldn't even say we got out. We just sat there and got drunk. Well, yeah, but whatever. We caught fish. <laughs> were yeah. you guys on the river, Saginaw River? Or? No, we're right here in town. Right oh, gotcha. Oh, wow, okay. All right. That was the day Justin lost his phone. I didn't even know you lost your phone. Yeah, it was, it was a bad day, but I got it back, luckily. How'd you I, get it back? Find my iPhone is a beautiful tool. My Where'd man. you lose it? Oh, so you dropped at it like, on the, the, at the bait shop. Yeah, in front direction. of the bait shop. Oh, okay. You didn't pull a willy and decide to drill the world's biggest hole in the ice and so, then drop your phone through it? I don't it. like ice fishing because I don't like the cold. Unless I'm shooting docks, I don't want to be in it. So I hate ice fishing. So my thought was, well, you know, people spear pike and shoot pike when they're, you know, through the ice. So I was making a big hole so that way I could shoot. And I had my phone in my chest pocket, and I leaned over the hole oh, to grab all. the chunk of ice, and bloop. We've all been there, buddy. Yeah. He, he says bloop, and I'm like, J -j he goes, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, he must have caught a big one. I look, I'm like, how big is it? He over there is screaming at the top of his lungs, motherfucker, just screaming. And I'm like, what is going on? I look down there, and I fucking see a lit up phone at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> no, I had to go down to the bottom, and I just see it, and I see it, and I'm like, hold on. He goes, what? He's like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden, you see it light up. I'm calling it. I said, oh, well, yep, there it that's is. your phone. 
So some that. fish down there have a very nice dinner table. Yeah, they got a nice little dinner table. Oh, they got to listen to music when it rings. And yeah, yeah. Until how the far, battery how far dies. Down was it? It was oh. probably about 12 feet. Yeah. Oh, you could have got that bad. He didn't want to get in. Yeah, I ain't getting in that water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. 400 bucks for a new phone. Fuck that. <laughs> so I guess we'll talk about the, techni- the techniques for everybody who's a big walleye fisherman. So I, I don't know much about it, obviously, but jigging's my favorite. I like jigging. But Willie does not like jigging. And I guess the other, what's the other version called? But using trolling, trolling. just trolling. Yep. But you're using boards, right? Yep, planer, inline planer boards. All right, so tell us a little bit about that, like setting up. So basically, you know, you, you use the trolling bible. Um, tell you what, you know, whatever lure you're running, it'll tell you how far back at what speed will get you down to what depth. Use your fish finder, find your pods of fish, and you stay above them. Don't ever go underneath them, anybody, because you're not going to catch them. I'm going to tell you that right now. Don't stay level with them. Don't go underneath them. But the biggest thing to remember is you want to target your fish that are suspended in the water column because those ones laying on bottom are not your active feeders. Um, jigging, obviously, is the complete opposite. You know, we've been out the last two days. Me and another buddy went out yesterday, got a two-man limit. This morning we got a four-man limit. But it's, uh, you know, jigging's fun. It's a, it's a hand-to-hand combat sport. You actually feel the fish bite. You know, you're constantly busy. You're not sitting there waiting for your board to go off. So... That's a lot of guys like that better, but obviously up here on the Saginaw River, we get a lot of smaller fish. Um, you know, your bigger fish are out in the bay until March. That's when you'll get your bigger ones. I mean, I did get what did that fish weigh today? Three point three point two five. Yeah, 2.25, which isn't a huge walleye, but that was our big one for the day. But that's basically it. You know, um, trolling your speed obviously is a big factor. Your depth that you're fishing. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Now see, I love jigging. It reminds me of ice fishing. I like it. But that might be because I'm good at it. I, or better at it than I am other modalities of fishing. Well, we'll, we'll turn Willie into a jigger. He just... He's, he needs... Suck, yeah. I'm the bass fisherman. I suck at jigging. He's suck over there. He's over there like... Oh my God, put bored. bass on this earth. You're the bass fisherman? I'm, I'm a bass fisherman. Fish pickles? Yes, I do. Yeah, but he sure God does. put bass on he this earth. He swings both so ways. Everybody... He's a, a receiver. Because anybody can catch a bass. <laughs> you throw something in the water, that stupid thing can eat. I don't know. I see a lot more walleye get caught this day than bass. Well, that's because nobody fishes for bass. You don't want to fish for bass. I mean, they do. I mean, tournament guys, whatever. Cro- crappie and walleye is my favorite. I'm with you. They like to troll. I hate trolling. Jiggins. I love Jiggins. Oh, I love Jiggins. I wish I could do it every month of the Except year, but it just doesn't happen. I like to catch fish, so I will put that behind me, and I will go troll. <laughs> Down there. He's looking for the beer. He can't find it. I told you he swings both ways. Another reason I don't like trolling is because I'm a ginger and I burn. So most time when you're trolling, it's hot out. Who doesn't like the sun? Nah, that's fair. You're redhead. Yep. All right. But yet this doofus signed up for the MWT Michigan Walleye Tour. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because now we can swing right on into that. So tell us a little bit about that. So I got a team together this year. We're going to fish a Michigan Walleye Tour. Um, It's a four-stop circuit. It fishes, uh, we start in the Saginaw River March 16th and 17th, yep. then we go to Detroit in April, yep, that's in April, yep. and then we go to uh, Gray in June. June or July. No, it's June, June. July, we go to Alpena. <laughs> July's Alpena. Ooh. And then, if we can place well enough and get enough points, we go to the championship on Burton Mullet Lake. In September. Yep, so... It's a it's a it's our first year 
<laughs> a little ASMR. <laughs> First year fishing this this uh, tournament series, and we're excited about it. So, <laughs> so what is what is prize win for that? Um, first place for any of the four stops is twelve thousand dollars. Damn, that's a good fishing trip. Right that there. is a good fishing trip. And if I remember right from last year, me and uh, me and another couple buddies fished the Detroit tournament last year. I believe they pay out the top twenty-five. I believe that's what it is. We're rooting for him because we need. Do we need a new motor? Do we get that fixed? No, we need a new motor. We need a new motor. We need a new motor. So we're rooting for him. He's gotta get it. We have two that are limping right now. We got two that are limping. I'm behind the times. Yeah, you you weren't up here during duck season. What shit happening? But yeah, it's uh, it's. Anyways, we're hoping um, that we can make something happen here. Obviously, there's a lot of good teams in this. So, How many teams good. are there? 150 per stop. Wow. Damn. Now, that's, there's seven, <laughs> was there 80? I think there was 80. 80 or 85. Yeah, that teams that are that are doing the, the full series. Gotcha. And then, um, you know, obviously you can just join single events, but there's up to 150 boats in each stop. So, so you're just battling those 80 guys, though, that are signed up, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's who we're battling. Yeah. Now, can they podium if they've just signed up for one, or is that a separate podium? No, no, they still can. I'd, so as far as the way that I understand it is they cannot make the championship. Gotcha. They just can't get to the final in September. Right. right. All right. They can still win money, but they can't oh, yeah. get to the yep. final. Yep. And it's biggest fish, right? Not no, no, fish. it's biggest five. Biggest five. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. So now, <laughs> this is a fun segue. segue. put eight fish in the boat. But your biggest five. But you're only allowed to weigh five. Now, are you guys above putting lead sinkers in there like you got other guys last year? <laughs> Don't or? even bring that up when my name is involved. <laughs> Small Fry. <laughs> so for anybody that doesn't know, Hunter's nickname is Small Fry. We don't know why. Yes, we do. That because he's that way on the Because he's short. There's not very many people I can pick on for being shorter than me, but Hunter is one of them. That's not nice, guys. I am a quality guy. A short Small Fry is not a bad nickname, but... <laughs> I can call you a lot worse. Yeah, it's true. Hey, don't don't be calling me worse. I'm nice. What the heck? Short stick. No, I wanted. I I didn't ever ask you your opinion on that. What, what tour were those guys in? While I that was the Lake Erie tour. Oh, okay. um, that was a bad deal. I mean, cheaters are that. That's something that doesn't belong in tournament fishing. And then they also got busted for poaching. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I, I mean, I <laughs> if you just bad guys all around. I mean, if you're shady, you're gonna always be shady. Yeah, no. you know, and karma's a bitch, yeah. man. I mean, it's yeah. a real thing. You can get away with stuff for a while, but sooner or later, it, you're going to get caught. And when you do, it's, I mean, especially in that circumstance, I mean, them guys have won hundreds of thousands of dollars. In boats. Boats. Sponsorships. And sponsorships and prizes and cash. And, <clears throat> I mean, to, to basically throw your whole career. fishing career away. Because you want to be shady, that's just that. I don't know. Now, what do you think the normal amount? Because I feel like I feel like I always hear about it on fishing, so I don't know. But I feel like cheating happens quite a bit in some of these tournaments. I'm sure it does. Guys catching stuff, putting them on a string, putting them somewhere, or so, like doing something tour, weird. The tour that we're fishing, if you get caught touching shore with your boat any time during the tournament hours, you're DQ'd. Oh, all right. there, there, there are boats out with camera crews. There's boats out 
that are just watching and they're unmarked. You don't mm-hmm. know who these people are. Yeah. So if you pull up the shore all of a sudden and hop out of your boat and pull something out of the water, you're done. You're done. They're going to know. It, it, it's that simple. And that's the way it should be. That's the way, yeah, no, that is the I way mean, it should be. You know, yeah. and you can't roll up and go potty nowhere. Like, no, no. It's on the boat. Yep. No, you got to shit in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed one fuel stop, and it's got to be at a marina that is designated to do so, and yeah, you and still cannot leave your boat. Yeah, and there's probably people there watching you at all times. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. You know, but, and it, but to keep it fair, that seems to be the way it needs to be. What a lot of people don't understand, though, is this isn't, this series that we're fishing is only a Michigan tour. There's a national walleye tour. There's a lot of bigger ones that have even more money that you're paying for entry fees, mm-hmm. more money in prizes, you know, boats. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, some of these guys are winning $150,000 boat for winning this tournament, you know? So, I mean, people just, they get greedy, mm-hmm. you know? And if you ever watch the interview with them guys, they interview that guy on the boat, and he says, we win because winners win, and that's what we do. <laughs> now, in my opinion, if you're that cocky to say that, you're guilty by association. That is I mean, very cocky. I don't care if you're the best fisherman in the world, the best duck hunter in the world, the best whatever. You're dealing with a wild animal. Yeah. And it's all it, uh, some of it's luck and some of it's knowledge, but there's a lot of factors going on, not yeah, just winners win. but winners win. The, and if you ever hear me say that, then just take me up. That's all, that's all I got to say. I got you covered. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, stay humble. Stay humble. <laughs> now, last year when we fished the MWT, we did the Detroit tour there, or the Detroit stop. And the people that took first place, they were already awarded the trophy, everything, their plaques. They came up, took pictures. Well, another gentleman put in a, a what's the word I'm thinking of? He tried to contest it or whatever yep. you want to call it. Mm. And they ended up getting booted, oh, because they accidentally tried to weigh in six fish, and oh, and people seen it. Yeah, no, so, that's an extra fish. Be, that's that's quite the advantage. That's a big advantage. <laughs> they give you these black crates. You walk up. They have like four or five different dunk tanks. You know, you dip them in, keep your fish alive, move on down the line. Then one guy takes your five fish, puts them in a certified container, and mm-hmm. then you take them up to weigh them. Well, somebody seen him dump six fish, and the guy's like, oh, one too many, threw one out, here's your five, and then they won. Well, somebody contested it because other people had seen him do the six fish. Oh. They got booted, they got knocked, they ended up coming in second. And another guy that I know, they ended up taking first, and I believe they won But the, the thing is, I mean, I, <clears throat> mistakes obviously happen, but when it comes to tournaments like this where there's that kind of money on the line. You're counting your fish. Oh, absolutely. I mean... You're doing everything twice, three, Tyler four times. Tyler will to this. He's going to kill me for bringing this up. Oh, here it comes. I but know what he's going to say. Fred Wallace will be proud of me. Shout out to Fred Wallace. <laughs> he uh, he fished a tournament last year on the Saginaw River, and their fish bag didn't have a zipper on it, and Tyler decided to throw it up on shore. Well, guess what happened? All the fish oh, dumped out. Nope. How many went back in the water? Two. But it cost him probably a thousand bucks. Oh, I would say a minimum of a thousand up to two grand. Wow, oh, that was a bad day. Oh, so, everybody looked at me like they wanted to kill me. <laughs> I bet you they did. That's and a bad day. So he learned from that, you know. And then I heard rumors this morning of him knocking fish off with nets, but he was a net guy today and he did damn good. So I'm, I, did, I knocked probably a 
seven to eight pounder off last year in Detroit. I did. Oh, I, I'm gonna chalk that up to who he was fishing with though, because Fred's a shady character. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, you got to learn from your mistakes. I guess so. So what I did after them two fish fell back in and everybody wanted to kill me. On my way home, I ordered a brand new bag for Fred's boat with a zipper that floats. <laughs> he said it'll never happen again. It'll never happen it'll again. Why a guy would throw really a bag full again. of weighing fish on shore is beyond me, but hey. I couldn't get out of the boat with the bag in my hand and climb over the railing. I thought Brian was going to turn around, and I tossed him. He didn't. He kept walking, and yeah. Big, big <laughs> Mis- miscommunication, a bag that didn't have a zipper. Miscommunication. So who's on, my fault. Who's on the team? So there's myself, Tyler, and then Justin Eaton. Um, you guys have never met him. Um, another guy that I've known in the fishing world for quite a while. And uh, we're going to give it hell. Are you using your boat? Actually, we're going to use Justin's because mine's going to be slipped in the marina in Detroit, in Detroit for guiding. Yep. Okay. And his loss will be slipped down there, but he's not a guide. So he can pull his out a lot easier. A lot easier than you can. Yeah, so. And since you, now, does, I don't know how this works either, because you have your cat like stickers for being a captain, right? Yep. For being a guide. Does he, d- does those stickers mean anything out there? Like, does he, since he's not a guide, he doesn't have those, does that differentiate? I don't know. Well, in tournament, it's, it's nothing. You know, obviously, I didn't know if that would get you looked at or, like, people would try to mess with you or fuck with you just because it's like, oh, he sees captain stickers on there. It's a prime example. Today on the Saginaw River, there was (laughs) four or five charter boats, you know, and we have to display these stickers saying state of Michigan charter boat, Mm -hmm. legal for hire. Well, guess what happens when everybody pulls up and sees five of them boats in the same draft? You're gonna you're gonna hop right in. You're gonna hop in. I'm gonna tell you right now, we were playing bumper boats. I mean, I don't know how many times I had to physically move off our drift and go around somebody or people that were spot locked and just right in the way it's <laughs> i mean i can go on for about this forever i mean that's my pet peeve if you're in a good drift don't ever spot lock if you do you're just asking for it man you know i mean we we were we were close to smacking a dude i turned around and told because justin's looking the other way he's watching his line Trying to keep the boat vertical. Mm-hmm. Tapped him on the shoulder. Said, "You might want to move." Turned around and looked. We were <laughs> not even five yards from the front of this. Oh boat. shit! Spot locked. Then he gives me a dirty look. You know, it's it, I don't know. If you're gonna jig on a river and you're in a main drift where there's a lot of boats and you do that, it's you don't even know what you're causing. Like it's that that go find somewhere else out of the boat. I mean, if you can't keep your boat vertical, that's just not the spot for you. I mean, I'm sorry, and it's blunt, but yeah, all you're doing is screwing everybody else up. <clears throat> you know, it's and if the funny part is, is, if it was me that did that, and somebody seen my boat there, I'd be on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> TikTok. Look at this asshole. But when it's not me, it's fine. You know, so it's just I, I don't know. People just. I mean, there's guys out there, you'll see them, they'll throw an anchor because they don't have a trolling motor. They're in a 12-foot John boat with a three-horse outboard on it, or oars for that matter. That sounds like us, yeah. And they'll anchor in the middle of... We've seen a guy paddling today. Yeah, away from the boat ramp because his motor wouldn't start. So instead of going back to the dock, he... He's, I'm still fishing. Oh, they (laughs) rode 
upstream so they could drift back down. That's I'm basically going, trolling. I'm going, you guys are diehards, man. I mean. Yeah, it's off to them dudes, but they was going the wrong way. Yeah. No. That'd... I mean, I'll do stuff like that to kill ducks, but catch fish, no. <laughs> no. And we made, how many moves we make today? Probably five or six, give or take. And every time we would take off, you would watch five, six boats ride our coattail. Mm-hmm. Wherever we Follow went, you the whole way up there. Wherever we went, they followed his boat. They'd wind up in the same. Soon, well, fishing's one of those things. You see people reel up a fish. You see them hold the fish, like, right. and you're like, "All right, they're catching them." And then it's just a matter of figuring out how and why. <laughs> well, that's a sad part, you know. Is I mean, nowadays, I'm not a huge fan of the whole social media thing. I'm just not duck hunting or fishing. And the reason being is because, you know, you have to use social media as a tool to advertise. Well, then everybody knows your boat. And I don't mind helping people out. If you message me on Facebook, I'll, I'll try to point you in the right direction. But that's the problem is everybody knows your boat. They'll be on plane going down the middle of the river and they see you. It's an e-brake. Yep, right. here they come. That guy knows what he's doing. We're gonna we're gonna go check we're gonna him out. Him. <laughs> we'll figure even if, if he's not catching fish right now, eventually he will. He'll and and we'll that's our fish finder. We don't need it. That's see that's something that me and Willie would do because we don't have a fish finder. So we'd be like, all right, let's look for a boat that looks <laughs> important. <laughs> it's fine, but Find the, the problem is, is <laughs> some of these guys will crowd you. You know, if you start a drift with me, that's fine, but don't. Make it so I can literally poke you in the eyeball with my fishing pole. Right. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, the same thing with duck hunting public land. How many times do we pick a spot and then there's 20 guys around us? I mean, it happens oh yeah, all the time. That's yeah. coming out five minutes before shooting time. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yep. See where people are at. I'm going to go right over there. Yeah, and they'll, they'll shoot ducks, ducks over your spread. They won't even put exactly. out decoys. Well, I mean, the less work you have to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's called ignorant and lazy. Well, we, well, yeah. we agree. <laughs> um, I guess so. Give us a rundown. What's your favorite weather for walleye? So, I like March. Probably a rain the night before to get the river March nice and dirty. And, March and April, early April are my favorite because I like catching big fish. Now, don't get me wrong, going out right now and catching these numbers is fun. But, if to me, the big fish are the fun ones to catch. I'd rather go out. When I'm going out to fun fish, I'd rather go out, you know, if I just got a boat full of you, get, you know, buddies like you guys, we're going to go try to find big ones. To where when I'm guiding, it's all about numbers. Numbers. Making sure they're happy. That yep. they caught fish. And and it's funny. I mean, it happened today. We, you know, we started out really slow. The whole boat was silent. I mean, I'm talking <clears throat> silent. Like, you could have heard a mouse fart. <laughs> and we made a couple moves, finally got on some fish, and then there was a little bit of talk, you know. And that's, doing my job, that's like your worst kryptonite is you're like, okay, oh, these oh, guys yeah. are all getting mad. They paid you, and I get it, right. but it's still fishing. I mean... Yeah, it's not catching, it's fishing. Yeah, you know, yeah. fish, especially in these river systems, these fish move. So where the fish were yesterday, where I tried to go back to get on them, they're not there now, so we have to go find them again. You know, but I mean, these guys that went with me today will contest. I mean, what did we go? We went from Zawaki way up into northern part of Bay City, yeah. and I mean, you're talking... 15, 15, 18 20? miles. Yeah. Wow. You know, and I mean, that's what makes a good guide, in my opinion, though. You can't be scared. You know, I, I, I watch a lot of guys. Well, I'm not going to spend that much in gas. You have to. Right. That, that's your job. Yeah, but that separates, that separates the boys from the men, right? Like, yeah. that's, why, that's, the only that's why you got a full boat. That's the only way your clientele comes back. Yeah. If you work your back. ass off to make sure that them guys have a good time, 
and they get their fish, more than likely they will come back. And they'll tell people, and they'll come back, mm-hmm. and they'll bring more well, not friends. Not only that, but we were at, I don't know, we were at 20, we were probably at 25 fish when five hours was up, which my normal trips run five hours, but, you know, we stayed out at least an extra hour to get them their fish. I mean, that's just, you got to do what you got to do. You know, it's, I hear people complain all the time, well, this captain took me out, and five hours was up, and you know, we still needed four fish, and they said, oh, too bad, you know, or, I mean, I, I mean, I, I've had trips where I've stayed out seven, eight hours. Damn. You know, it's just. It'd probably been different if you were double booked for today. I only do that in Detroit, though, and that, yeah. that is a whole different ballgame. <clears throat> but, like, today, like he said, we were, I think we were at 25, 26 fish. <clears throat> we looked at the one guy, and he had some people coming to do some stuff at his house today, and he asked him, he said, uh. If you want, like, if you got to be somewhere, we can leave. And he goes, if not, he said, we'll do another drift. And he goes, yeah, I got kids that can handle it. Let's do another drift. We did another drift, and we caught all our fish. There it is. It's a good drift. Well, we know. I mean, me, me and Willie know it's all about name recognition and name brand. It's just about being friendly, having good customer support, and doing quality work. And that's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to make sure that your name doesn't have any tarnish to it and that people always have a good vibe with you. Yep, and uh, my main thing, you know, it's not always a limit. I mean, obviously that's the end goal, but, you know, as long as guys have fun. You know, and I, today was kind of a different story because the wind was blowing the boat around a lot, so I didn't get to turn around and bullshit with guys. And, you know, you're concentrating on keeping the boat control. And But normally, you know, it's jokes, laughs, no different if you guys are on. I mean, the one guy brought his daughter today, and she absolutely kicked his ass. And she she was was reminding him of it nonstop. (laughs) Like she was like, "Oh, fish! Hey, Dad, you uh, you gonna catch any fish? This is number seven. (laughs) I like you. I mean, she she literally took him to school, and it was, you know. And that's the other thing is it, it, it's all about the quality of the experience. It's not, you know. And I mean, you guys can test can test to this. You guys have been on guided duck hunts and goose hunts and what have you, but. It's not always about the number. I mean, obviously, that's what everybody always wants. But if that's the only reason you're going, you shouldn't be doing it. I mean, how many days have we went out together duck hunting and shot? Well, I mean, I know it's great for you guys, but <laughs> shot nine, eleven ducks, and I'm pissed right off, and you guys are doing no. Now, but I will say, I think that right there, had me and Willie acted like some most hunters and gone out and shot six ducks and been pissed, I don't know if we get an invite back. But you like that we came up, we shot five or six ducks, and you're pissed, and we're over there like, this was amazing. And you're like, what are you talking about? This is great. We don't shoot ducks back home. We love this. We'll be back. And you were like, oh, I don't have to be jacked up about not shooting that many ducks like i'm mad for myself because i wanted to shoot a lemon but like you guys are happy so shit all right that ain't that bad we're happy go lucky no matter what well it's a prime example of opening day this year was the second day you drew i don't it was remember sa- it was the sunday of opening week yeah so you know we didn't get the draw we wanted ended up in a marsh zone river blind but you know thank we, you caleb we, yeah, we, went out, <laughs> caleb. We, we went out and shot you know, a bunch of teal, which, yeah, it's fun. We came out with 19 birds of five species. That was my favorite hunt of the year, I think. You know, <laughs> I mean, as the joke on Facebook goes with me, 
BDM, you know, Big Ducks Matter, and that's that, that's, re- that's referring to mallards for me. And these guys will tell you I'm the biggest mallard snob you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, we, oh, it is. The biggest mallard snob is an understatement. It's great. It's great. We'll look, go out. to your left. As we I all look at it, We'll go out, and he'll be like, he'll be like, I don't know. It ain't a very good mallard push today. And we'll be like, well, how are the divers? And he'll look at us. Like, we're idiots. And you'd be like, they're shooting them fine. Why? And you're like, well, we can go shoot those. I'm not shooting those junk birds. We'll try, we'll try this other zone for mallards. Okay. okay. All right. We'll try that out today. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, black ducks, pintails, that's all fun. Gadwalls, wishing, you know, Ooh. but yeah. Now that's tonight. Yeah. That's like my five. My five duck list right there. See, that's hilarious because back home, me and Willie are the exact. Well, we can't. We just don't have a lot of mallards happening, so we have to get into what whatever we can get into. But it's mostly mergansers of any kind, buffleheads, um, ringnecks, and wood ducks. And wood ducks. Yeah. And wood ducks. Wood that's ducks that's, that's the most. So wood ducks, your first three weeks of your season, then they're gone, and after that, you're just killing the living crap out of buffleheads and mergansers. Well, I'll, hey. sh- I'll shoot Buffy's. The Murgies can. Oh, and Coots. Coots. Willie does love Coots. I love my Coots. <laughs> but I mean, it's funny. You guys know. I mean, you've hunted with me enough now. You always know if it's a Drake coming in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because if it's a Susie, you won't even see me move. Nah, if he picks his gun up, you know. He's like, ah, that fucker's got a green head. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now it, um, what got a shoveler? A shoveler got me and Justin for a second this year. Oh, Willie ended up shooting it, but we freaking picked up. And I'm like, Oh, we both picked up, and then Justin sat back down, and I was—I put my gun down. And I'm like, I'm like, what in the hell is that? Ooh, I'm like, ooh, I think he just shot an ugly motherfucker. And there it was, a shoveler. I'm like, ooh, I thought that was a mallard at first. I remember that opening morning. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. Sunday. That's yeah, because you said, why didn't you shoot that mallard? And I just snickered at you. Remember? Yeah. I literally went, <laughs> okay. Well, we all make mistakes because I shot that dual. The, I shot a, a mistake. Well, I no, mean, it's not but... a mistake, but like of like identifying because I shot them two in the morning and I thought they were coots. I thought they were yeah. two coots. We had we hadn't shot much in the morning. I boom boom. I thought I shot one actually. I yeah. thought it was swimming off. I walk over. It's two. It's two green wing teals sitting there, and I'm like. What? What oh, happened? Green teals too. I know. I'm like, how the hell did I not see that? See, I've been duck hunting what? I'm 32, so I've been duck hunting probably. You always got to throw that H thing in there, don't you? Yeah, I'm just trying to think because that's helped me do my math. Ah. <laughs> and you're old. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, 20 years, 17, whatever years. I can't blow a duck call to save my life. So, no offense, but I can't buy one of your calls unless I want to hang it somewhere because, well, I can't blow it. Well, I think I got four of them up there for sale. Three. That other one's my snow goose call. They made me. I got calls. I just can't blow them. I suck at it. I can shoot birds. You probably should take them back with you, by the way, because... Put them on your website. <laughs> what one? Is your snow goose one? The white one. That white and black one's a snow goose call you guys made me. Remember that? Right after oh, I met yeah. you guys? Right there on the end. Yep. Go grab yeah, it. We tried blowing it in here that one night, and oh boy. I thought it was a Canadian call. I'm, yeah, I'm so confused. Oh, no, because when I met you guys at the Waterfowl Festival. But there's still four up there. No, there's three in that one. Oh, the one on the end there. That's a snow goose call? Yeah, you guys I, made that for me. I mean, I know we made it, but I really didn't know it was a snow goose call. Did it sound good? I don't know how to blow it either. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Like, we tried one night. We were out here drinking beers, and we both sound stupid. That's a nice call, too. I love that color. Shit, it is a snow goose call. I'm not even going to pretend that I know how to blow a snow goose call. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of like a speckle belly than yeah. it is a snow. I don't know how to blow a snow, but... I was going to say dying chicken, but... <laughs> 
I can blow a speckle belly a little bit, but we don't hunt, <clears throat> we don't hunt any of that stuff up here. So I, I'm going to be honest as a, as a duck hall maker. All right. I tune it to the best of my abilities and should I be able to tune it better? Yes, <laughs> but we don't hunt them. So they're not something that I normally look at. So when someone orders a speck or a snow, I have to sit down and really like I YouTube it and I'm like, Listen what do they sound videos. like? I'm listening to them and I'm blowing it and I'm trying my best. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't blow these. Like we don't have them. But that's fine. <laughs> what's best about that is you were hundred percent honest about it right now. If, oh yeah, and now well, we've that, sold that a couple. Along, what, that goes a long way. We don't sell many of them. We've sold a couple, and I've we've sent them down, and I've never had one bad person send anything back. And we've sold them to guides. Yeah. We've sold them to Snow Goose guides, and they have never said anything bad about them. So obviously, I tuned them well, but I was. It took a while. You, <clears throat> Willie can attest to that. I would sit there in the shop for two hours, just sitting there tuning a call, and while most guys probably take five minutes, but I'm like, I don't know what these these fuckers sound like. My favorite review is still from that guide in Kansas who said they turned off their e-caller one day because it was flaring birds and started using our calls, and they killed, like, 30 birds at the end of that day. And I was like, cool, that's, like, my favorite He told review. me, and I went, that it was actually my first time tuning a, a snow goose call. So I'm like, I, I literally packed it, I taped it, and I looked at him, and I'm like... I hope that goes well. <laughs> he goes, me too. And he shipped it down there, and we get that review, and I was like, I had my ego rolling for a little bit. I was like, ha, ha, yeah, I'm good. I know it. <laughs> I was like, don't let that get too high. <laughs> Still my, my favorite hunt with these two knuckleheads, though, was the morning that was you two, myself, and Caleb, and we needed, what, two more mailings? Oh, on our four-man limit day? Yep, and, you know, then here comes these mergs ripping right down the pipe where we have mailings <laughs> working out front, cupped up, coming in, and if you guys would have shot, I swear to God, I would have drowned both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have was, been running. I'd have like, been running for the day. It was 11.52. Like, we only had, like, ten more minutes left yeah. to shoot our last two. That was our last chance. <laughs> I'll never forget that as long as I live, because, I, I mean, there's mailings cupped up coming dead in and i'm like don't you shoot these lawn darts if you do and we shot our limit our four-man limit and then two seconds later i did shoot a lawn dart and then we had to take <laughs> photo ops and i wanted to put my pretty little girl on on top of that pile so she could show off and he yelled at me he told me no she's not going nowhere near the green heads you're not no that nastiness isn't touching it i had i had to sit there and hold my merg while they took pictures of the green head she felt bad twice i shot her and she couldn't get pictures done it's not nice to make the ugly girl feel ugly i mean don't get me wrong i'm awful killing them <laughs> because it saves the fish they're not picture worthy but they're not oh, picture come worthy. on they're all right <laughs> no, I, I mean a pretty hooded meganser sure but a commoner red-breasted negative well to be fair it was a it was a hen too it was not a drake are pretty birds though. oh they are I got a nice Drake mounted. I love that mm -hmm. booger. That's a great hunt story, too. We hadn't shot anything all day. Me and Willie are alone, which if we don't get invited to Justin's, it's a sad day. So we have to go hunt our own stuff, and that sucks. It was like negative like 15 degrees. Oh, it was so cold. So what you're saying is the flooded corn's better? The flooded corn is better. We'll go, hey, we're gonna get we're gonna get there. Don't worry. We got haters to address. But we're sitting on an island in the middle of a big lake because that's what we hunt is big water usually. Well, it's bigger water. It's foggy, but it's cold. It's like I I didn't. It was so cold. I'm jumping. Here comes the only ducks of the day. 
bunch of mergansers land and i pull my gun up and willie goes hold on what one are you shooting and i said i don't know the fuck one you're shooting but i'm shooting the only male in the whole entire pack 15 of them and there was only one drake (laughs) he goes he looks at me and he goes son of a bitch i'm like you can have whatever other one you want but i'm shooting that drake in the back (laughs) he's like Touche, motherfucker. Touche. <laughs> so we pulled the trigger. He actually shot two hens. I didn't care. I put two shells on that Drake. He was gonna die. <laughs> He's on my wall now. Yeah, He's on but, my wall. but in your defense, when you're hunting with us normally, you're the last one. To shoot. I am the last one to shoot almost always because I am the caller. Yeah. And I enjoy calling a lot. So I will call until they are finished. And when they're finished and Justin calls it, they're up, and then I finish. And usually that means I'm the Susie killer because the greens got killed, and I'm like, nah, there's shells going off. So <laughs> the last two Susies getting out of the hole, guess what? And that's all the <laughs> You're brown, mine. That's how the brown ducks always end up with my pictures. This yep. Really, this sounds like I'm going to have to call into work a few times this fall, and I need to go on a trip. Oh, it's dude, we have a oh, ride. Yeah. We have a blast. Well, is, we shoot one duck or 20. It's a good time. It's a blast. I grew up duck hunting like that. We, we do everything. If you can catch it, shoot it trap i grew up doing all that that was our life we hunted out here we kind of quit back when the zones were closer i got sprayed a few times and we kind of got out of here we started hunting big water so we hunted saginaw bay for divers them birds are stupid i don't care what anybody says they are dumb divers are no we'll agree especially redheads the dumbest bird i swear to god still never killed oh no all squire the dumbest I've never shot them, but I still think... But I agree with you. No, they're definitely dumb, because I could have shot one while I was throwing up over the bow of the boat. (laughs) It was 10 yards in front of me, and they're in the back of the boat like, Hunter, shoot it! (sighs) I I don't think I can, guys, but I could have thrown my gun and probably hit it. Like, we used to have a big pontoon that we would take out onto the bay, and you would have redheads come in, and you would drop seven, eight of them, and then they would just circle right back. I shot and my first right back yeah. where their brothers and sisters died <laughs> and just die again. And they would do that like three, four well, times. Well, that's no different than shooting geese during early season. If you get a whole family group oh, that comes man. in, I love and you shooting shoot, some geese. You shoot mom and dad, they're all coming back. You know, and that's, you know, I, I hear a lot of people complain about that in September. Well, that's just not fair. You know what's it not does, fair? Life. It doesn't matter. It's population control. Right. You're doing your part. Going back to that, I am going to, I got to freaking talk about this. I'm going back to fishing for one second. Okay, all right. Hook, line, and sinker. So I get so many people that want to talk trash about keeping the 13 to 15 inch walleye on the Saginaw River and Saginaw Bay. Okay? The DNR put this in place, that size limit, and being able to keep eight fish a day because the Saginaw Bay is is getting overpopulated. Now, it was open year-round last yeah. year, right? Well, the Saginaw River. The river. Yes. The river. So, which is the first time ever. But the reason this is happening is because if we don't do something as sportsmen to take these fish out, they're going to eat all the food out of Saginaw Bay, and these fish are not going to be able to sustain themselves. Yeah. So, all these guys that want to talk trash about the people that are keeping them 13 to 15-inch fish, I just want them to know they are the problem. It's a legal fish. I just made a post on Facebook after our trip today, <clears throat> and we kept some 13 to 15-inch fish. You catch a lot of them in the river this time of year. People, why don't them perch have stripes? Dinks. Tiny ones. Who tipped a minnow bucket over? You want to know what? If you're going to eat a walleye, I don't care who you are, those are the best eating fish. Them guys that, you know, they have no problem going out and keeping eight, five to ten pound females. With eggs. Yeah. 
that, I, that are right. actually doing damage versus what we're doing. So I'm guilty of that one. <laughs> we all keep them if we catch them. But what I'm saying is the guys that want to bash people for keeping them, you guys need to go somewhere. I mean, it, you, they wouldn't make them illegal fish if they shouldn't be caught. Well, it's it's no different than our duck limits, man. They're in place for a reason. Or, you know, I know that there's a million different specticisms on what you're going to believe the DNR and the biologist, and yada, yada, yada. Don't know what they're doing. Have no idea. They're ruining this. They're ruining that. They're ruining... Well, I'm sorry, but Michigan hasn't been ruined yet. We have I mean, one of the best fisheries, I, I feel, absolutely. in the nation. You know, you got Lake Erie, you got the Detroit River, Lake St. Clair, the St. Clair River. All them Saginaw Ohio people River. are going to fight you for fight you on Erie. Lake, <laughs> you know, on Superior. Yeah. We, we have some of the best fishable water. And the salmon, you know, everybody will say, world. well, they, they made the salmon go away. No, they didn't. That was invasive species, lack of food, all that. You know, and that's the same thing that's going to happen to the walleye fishery if we don't do our part. And the guys that don't understand that, shame on you. Now, do you have clients at all ever complain about that, the size of fish that you're getting or keeping? I've had it happen one time. I had an older gentleman, and it wasn't that he had a problem with what we were doing. He wanted bigger fish for himself. And I told him, that's fine. You know, if if you can catch some bigger ones, and it was this time of year, it's hard to do. I mean, we caught probably, how many fish did we have that were over 15 inches today? We, almost all of our fish today were between 13 and probably 16 inches. Yeah. And by I say 13, I'm talking they were like 13 and a quarter. You know, people say there's no meat on them, but you'll go keep a 12-inch perch. It's the same, it's, it's the same sure. thing. We you know? butchered them. There's, there's plenty yeah. of meat on them. You know, but that's that's one of my pet peeves. We we I don't know how we got back to that, but something clicked in my head, and that's just <laughs> that's fine. It, it, well, that's great. That's where we want to go. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely drives me crazy. Like I made a put that post on Facebook today, and I mean I could show you. It's it's stupid. We we, we were well, we well, were in the comments on the way back. It's people that don't. The, the thing that gets me, and this happens to us all the time too. It's people that aren't even in the industry. They just fish on their own time, or they're what they're doing, whatever, doing their own thing. They don't have nothing better to do but then to just criticize whatever's going on, or they want to make fun of whatever you're doing. But it's like you don't understand. This is my first of all, this is my living. I have clients, and then it's illegal fish, yeah, and and know, it's good, and it's good for the population of fish. Right. And and there's guys all the time that you'll read it on, especially a lot of these fishing pages on Facebook. Everything goes back to Facebook. Social media, you yeah. Know, everybody is a keyboard warrior. They I wouldn't say it to your face. No, you no, know, they wouldn't I say mean, it to your face. I know they're half not, these people that talk not that dumb. <laughs> people that talk most of this trash are, you know, they're probably still they're the forty five year old guy that still lives in their mom's basement, doesn't have a job, yada yada. They watch okay. YouTube and think they know what they're doing. Yeah, you know. So, but you're gonna tell you know, and I get I get these comments all the time. Keeping. <laughs> Keep these little keep 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 keeping these little fish, and there's not going to be anything left. Like he said, we we like to go out and catch big fish. Everybody, Everybody does. does. But, but if it's illegal fish and you're doing everything the way you're supposed to be doing it, and you're catching <coughs> fish, excuse me, you can keep it, well, and you can I do can whatever you, you do. You didn't see me throw a single 13 inch and fish today. Back let's in say the you're water. not. Let's say you're <laughs> not keeping just as good. If not, and, and if you have ethics, okay, let's say you you're above that. Which, for whatever reason, you want to say that. If you're above keeping a 13-inch fish, you're not going to keep your clientele happy either. Well, but this is the same. I mean, and we'll go back to this, and I'm I'm not 
by any means a deer hunter anymore. <clears throat> I, I don't know. You got quite a bit in your freezer. Right now. Uh, <laughs> we can't get into this. I shoot deer because I like venison. Fair. But this goes back to the same thing with these, you know, these trophy buck hunters. Now, everybody wants to say, don't shoot the six point. You know what? For the guy that gets out for one weekend a year, for opening weekend sure. of gun season, he sees a legal deer and he pulls the trigger and he fills his oh, yeah. freezer. Oh, yeah. Family. That's all that matters. But you're going to bash him. It's the same principle. You know, this brings up a really good point that I want to bring in because we always bash on social media. And I think social media for fishing, deer hunting, and for duck hunting especially hurts because if you're a kid and you're going out hunting or you're a guy, you're just a, an adult male that's the first time hunting or you've been hunting and you don't kill a pile pick or you don't kill a 160, 180-inch deer or you don't catch a bunch of whatever a big walleye is, you know, you don't catch a bunch of 18-inch walleye or something, that doesn't mean you had a bad day. Right. That's what I don't, that's what pisses me off is they always think, well, I had a bad day because I didn't get to take a picture of a pile. No, you should enjoy the moment with your buddies. You're having a lot of fun and whatever you got into is whatever you got into. I hope you had a good memory and don't compare it to all of the keyboard people because you have to understand, first of all, these people are doing it for a living. They're taking pictures from everywhere. They're not, these guys are hunting every day of the year and they're on a thousand acres that you'll never have yep. and they're feeding these deer specifically to grow to this point or they're they've found fields where these ducks are like that don't let their shit bother you you are a normal hunter go have fun with your buddies well, and just enjoy it as both of you guys know i i used I'll to i used to you know work for a guide service that guided for waterfowl and that's the same thing you know, you'd you'd get. You, I mean, some it's a wild bird, you know. And guys would come and they're like, "Oh, we only shot 18 out of, you know, we should, we we could have shot 60." Well, <laughs> you know, it's all the just hand the damn beer out. <laughs> but it's all the same thing, you know. But that that just that's my pet peeve, and I I had to get that out there. Sorry for my rant. If oh, you don't like no, it. the rant is great because it gets me on a rant, but now he's got a rant. So, so biting his tongue for five minutes. I'm coming because he brought it up. If you don't like my sorry, rant, I'm sorry. You know, everybody's got a right to their opinion, but that's that's just it. So let's hear yours. I 100% respect your opinion, and well, I already know where you stand on this. I've seen you shoot a button buck slayer. <laughs> <laughs> So Justin is 100% a meat hunter. Yes. No ifs, ands, buts, but the dude's dead-eyed dick can pull the trigger, deer will drop, except one time last year where he missed a big buck, but nope. Willie did too. That was two years ago. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Hold, hold on. <laughs> two years ago, he shot now a I got to cry myself to sleep tonight again. flashback. <laughs> but last year, he called me <clears throat> said, hey, I shot one, and uh, we go out, look for it. He clean miss. He misjarged uh, uh, I can't talk. Misranged the yardage. Okay. Well, a week and a half later, guess who else did the same damn thing in the same exact spot in the same field? You. This guy. <laughs> so he shoots at his, he misses. I think he goes out a day or two later, ends up shooting shooting at Susie. Gets the job done. Well then my tag comes up. So I go out, do the same thing, same spot. There's always deer in this field. Good to go. I sit down. Here they come. 
My range, my range finder only goes like 112 yards because it's for bow hunting only. I'm like, that's 112. I'm like, all right, so she's probably, give or take, 160 to 180. I know my gun shoots like 8 to 10 inches low at 200 yards. Put it over the back, let her rip, go out, called him. He comes out, me and him are doing the same thing that me and him did two, three weeks prior. I missed our judge it. Uh, Jesus, God, I can't speak. <laughs> Miss. Judge the artist. Yeah, what he said. Yep. <clears throat> Couldn't find her. Then I ended up going out and shooting one like two or three days later. Mm -hmm. But to where Justin was talking about the hunting restrictions for deer, it's no different than how he stands <clears throat> on the fishing restrictions. So we have an overpopulation of deer as it stands right now which i kind of believe but i kind of don't it depends believe. on the county it does it goes it's county specific it's even inside the counties it's area specific mm -hmm. i do not believe everybody should get handed 10 doe tags my opinion take it or leave it bullshit because there are certain parts of the state where like me and justin we could go out and shoot 20 does and it would do nothing here but you could go 10 miles that way, you could shoot 20 does, and then you will not have deer for five years. But when it comes down to your antler restriction or whatever you were talking about there, or bashing the guy that shoots the six point, where you stand for fishing is where I stand against that. A better, bigger deer is better for the herd itself. So, if we don't have an older age structure in the herd is what's best for the herd. So that's fine. But then let's do, you know, I, I keep hearing this one buck tag, one buck tag, one buck tag. I'm 100% for it. And it's fine. But then leave people alone and let them shoot the buck they want to shoot. I'm cool with that. See, what, what, I think me and you agree on the topic of a doe first policy. We talked yeah. about doe first. Shoot your doe first, then your buck. It'll never work. The, where that won't work is... So Wisconsin tried that. I believe Wisconsin tried the earn a buck thing. Which yeah, earn a buck, yeah, earn yeah. a buck tag. Yep. So I believe it was Wisconsin that tried that quite a few years ago, mm -hmm. and it failed. Now did the population boom because a lot of guys just didn't go out I, and earn it? Or I'm not going to sit here and lie. I can't remember statistics and all that stuff. Gotcha. But that's because you're not that intelligent. But hey, well, <laughs> that too. Like I've looked into all this, researched it, and just well, I've had too many road pops here. <laughs> I can't really remember, but I can't tell you how many people I know will shoot a button buck and say they filled a doe tag. Yeah. So they would do the same thing. They would shoot a button buck without having a care in the world. I'm not poking fun, but they would shoot a button buck without a care in the world. I'm not poking fun. Hey, Just so they could say that they did that. They got rid of their doe tag. And they could... Or in a buck tag. Yeah. But technically isn't a button buck considered an antlerless deer. It is. It is, but now my stance on that. What is it? Three in, what is it? Two or three, three inches? It's gotta be three inches. Three inches. At least one spike. Three, three inches. inches. Where I feel if you shoot a button buck, I feel you should tag it as a buck. It has nuts. That's the way I look at it, but that's not how the law states it. So if you shoot a button buck, if you're my buddy, I'm gonna give you a little shit, but really yeah. I don't I don't care. <laughs> Like, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, under the legal rules, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, legal, it's so you can mark it as a doe. 
it's legal, do what you want. All I always say is I don't do it intentionally, but my freezer's always full. I shot a, <laughs> one of my first, it wasn't my first deer, I think it was my third deer, I shot a button buck, and I didn't, I thought it was a doe. It was one of my first times being alone as a hunter, and it was just in the, just as the sun was rising, time, we were about 10 minutes into shooting light, and I looked at it, and I was like, yep, I'm pretty sure that's a doe, we're good to go. I shot it. It just so happened to have little bumps. I did. I had no idea. Well, according to Mr. Tyler here, who is Mr. Deer Magnificent, is uh, what's I wouldn't go that far. If it's a loan, it's a button buck, which is bulls. Well, because I've I've shot quite a few. You're talking about alone. you're talking about a 12 year old kid in a tree stand. He's like, it ain't got antlers. That thing's a doe. Well, I think <laughs> hey, it bud. totally depends on what time of year you're in. If you're I, talking, if you're talking mid rut and it's alone, yeah, it's it's probably a button buck. But if you're talking early or late season. I was guilty once. Once. At least once. Man, this dude. (laughs) He calls me one day. He's like, look, man, I'm down to like the last couple days. I need to shoot a deer. I don't care what it is. Okay. He's like, I got two tags left. I'm like, all right. Send him a pin. I said, go here. An hour later, he calls me. He's like, yep, got one. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Well, that was quick. So I go to help him drag it out, and I had my kids with me. It was freezing cold. Well, my kids got too cold. I had to bail out, and he had somebody else come in. Okay. Drag it out. So we, me and him go out like two or three days after that. We take the duck boat. We launch in the river on the wood side. We go all the way around. We go up into a spot. He's like, I'm just going to sit right here on the dike. I'm like, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to walk like five, 600 yards down, find a spot. We sit there all fucking day. Literally. All fucking day. Dark till fucking well dark. Don't see shit all fucking day except some dude and his kid come pops his head in Justin's fucking tent blind and seeing what the fuck he was doing. Then they took off. <laughs> what the fuck? So yeah, I'm literally sitting <laughs> on the dike and this guy comes. Dude, I didn't even know he's coming. Like he was a must have been wearing moccasins. Pokes his head right in the side of my blind, dude. Hey. I'd have punched him right in the nose. He goes, is anybody else out here? Because we want to hunt out here. Get the fuck out of my blind. Yeah, there's a guy over there and a guy over there. Which was only a guy over there. (laughs) So they leave. But yeah, he... Me and him are texting back and forth. This is a funny-ass story. I still laugh about it. I'm so fucking... I don't even believe it. And, you know, he texts me and goes, yeah, I'm going to get down. I said, all right, I'll start packing up. He goes, nope, it's going to take me a half hour to get to you. So just sit tight. No sooner he sends that, I, I set my phone down, I look up. Oh, look at that, deer. Boom! <laughs> like, I'm literally sitting in my tree, I send that text, and I don't wear my bino harness on me. I hang it from my gear hanger on my tree. I put my phone in my bino harness. Boom! I turn over, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I grab my phone, got one. What the <laughs> fuck? Walk over, he's like, yep, I got one. I'm like, I fucking figured, because you're the only other fucking person out here. We walk over there, sure as fuck, he got one. you got to be shitting me, but it coming by itself. And that time was the guilty time. It was the button buck. All right, so I want to go back to that Wisconsin thing you were talking about, because I looked up some stats from it. So, from what I read, it worked in certain counties, but not in other counties. So now what they do is there's a lot of counties in Wisconsin that do don't only all season now. And it just rotates. That would be... 
That'd which would be piss me off. That would be fucking wild. So now each county has a council that looks at their management every year and says, okay, this year our county's got to be dough only. Oh, that, that would just piss me the right the fuck so off. So it worked, but not as well as they thought, and now it's just like yeah, your yeah, county has too you much You guys dough. all got to remember something, though. When's the last time you made horn soup? All right. How's it? But hold up, hold up. A couple months ago. Let me let me put the scenario out for you. And and guys like me and you, it doesn't matter because me and you aren't looking at the antlers. But let's we'll talk to their. I only shoot deer to get them the hell out of my way. Exactly. We'll talk to the. We'll talk to their direction to their people. You guys are in a county that's doe only, and you all of a sudden you've got a deer of a lifetime standing in front of you, and you're like, oh shit. The amount of effort inside of you that takes to be like, I can't shoot that son of a bitch. I'd be a little angry, just a little. I'd be like, oh, that's really fucking sucks. See, you want to know how I know I wouldn't be angry? You ask Justin how many bucks I pass a year. Ow. What? Yeah, but, but that's because you have the choice to pass them. I no, don't, no, well, no, I, I don't, don't have a choice. I hunt state land, bro. Well, right, but, but <laughs> what I want to know is do you have an issue in those counties with, so let's say you're doe only for two or three years straight. Cool now, the fourth year where you're not doe only, do you have an issue with everyone just shooting whatever buck they see? My question no. is, though, how many deer, how many, how many bucks are you losing to, like, if you have to pass the buck because you can't shoot it, is it, what's the odds it goes gets hit by a car? In Michigan? Damn good. Hi. So my, my question is, is, like, if you took the statistics and they actually looked at it, this council, whatever, and they looked at the statistics of what's going on. How much of a difference are you really making being doe only comparatively? Because cars and poachers and whatever else you want to add into there, coyotes with big bucks is not really a problem, but just think, a lot of other things. I think it's important to make sure, and I haven't read enough on the Wisconsin thing to know how they look at it, but like I'm fine with the DNR regulating what we can kill as long as it's for population, health, and control, not trophy control. Well, right There's now, no reason they should regulate how many bucks I can kill to regulate how many trophies I have, but they can do it to make sure we still have a healthy I wondered deer why. I wondered why you got so quiet over there. I'm kind of surprised you can read. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, so right now there was, it's not. I don't think it's on a ballot or anything, but there was a thing that went around. You know how many people were in favor of like the one buck, the one buck state. I'm all for a one buck state. I just I'm, 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 I'm not for telling me I got to shoot an eight pointer better. See, so I think they should go to a one-buck state and leave it just one-buck state. I don't care if they throw it one buck, like, leave the APR off it. No, I'm fine with that. I'd I'm good right. with that, I'd too. I'd like that more than what we yeah. have now. Which I would agree. Season. I would agree. I feel right now, if we leave it at two bucks, I think there should be an APR on it. That's only for certain people, though. And but there is a your second buck. You can it only depends shoot. where you're at. You can shoot two spikes in certain in certain areas. But most yeah, counties, but that's I think only it's, where they now, play. You can now you can get walk. you can get multiple doe tags no matter where you're at, right? You can get eleven, right? Because now ten. so ten. Ten. so and across the whole state, which this is, I think that needs to. This might come off. The UP's not like that, though. No, the UP's different. This might come off bad, but I I kind of believe that if you're it depends on what land you're on. I kind of think a private land guy maybe might know his herd more than a state land guy, and you guys hunt state land more than I do, so maybe yeah, I'm but wrong. You remember those deer move. They do move. So yeah. I just thought maybe it should be regulated though more consistently. Like not everybody gets the same amount of doe tags. I I I feel it should go back to the way it used to be, and it was county specific. Back I don't know how many years now ago that was, but it used to be county specific where. I remember growing up, you had to apply for a fucking doe tag, and you could never fucking get one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. And now everybody gets ten of them. Yeah, so, but see, the problem is, is 
you know it and I know it too, is the problem in Michigan is the insurance companies are pushing for this because of all the car deer accidents. Yeah, there too, but there's, a, there's also, like, I hate to bash on the older generation, but there is a lot of old school, old timers, I that should say, that will and, not shoot doe. And they think you're scum for doing it. Yeah. Right. Now, which is ass backwards, asinine. The only reason I don't like the county specific is because I think it work in places up here, but down in our area, all of your prime hunting land is pretty much in one area. Like for our, our tri-county area of Jackson Hills, Day Lenaway, you know, the, the top of the county, nobody's hunting because it's all city. So all your deer are in that small triangle of the tri-county area. You can't say, like my dad's property on Somerset. You can't say that deer's not crossing the line every day. But it's so different because they have, their state land compared to our state land is tremendously That's different. what I'm saying, but it wouldn't work in our area because my hunting property on True. Deer is on all three counties. Yeah, no, you don't every know what... Well, it's so much, it's day. a little easier for the county or for your position to know what kind of deer's in your area right. than for ours. Right. Which I, I, I do agree with that because yeah. you're dealing with much different property and then it's owned by a lot of different people. The buck I shot and missed, I watched him run to two other counties because it's 200 yards to get to those two other counties. I agree, and we're not hunting nearly as big as state land. Their no. state land out here is the size of our whole county, right. you know, like... There's 10,000 acres across the street. Exactly. And if you drive 20 to 30 minutes that way, you're into, fuck, 90,000, acres. Exactly. exactly, and the more north you go, the more it gets. Right, so I, <clears> think, know. I think lower half of the state, it might not work, yeah. but once you hit... If you look, at the, if you look at the DNR map, as soon as you hit just below the bay on up, the farther north you go, the more green right. blobs there are for state land. If you're below the Saginaw Bay, though, if you notice, there is about two green blobs, and they're yeah. not that big. <laughs> but you got, what, over there, you got Maple River. Grashit, Saginaw County. Grashit, Chiawassee, and then fuck Well, and that's the funny part is I literally sent these guys out here this year, they, we duck hunted. Oh, yonder? Yeah, I sent them over yonder there, and they, you guys seen? Well, we saw lots of deer. We saw lots of deer. We saw, yeah. what, 10 deer? They, they just weren't shootable. Well, what? they just weren't in a position. I could have flung an arrow. What do you mean not There was shootable. one that he could have brisket shot with a cross. Yeah, and it was, oh. it was one of the really big six points that I told them was there. But other than that, it was like, we're talking 150 yards away deer. Like, yeah, they just, didn't, they just didn't want to get close. They didn't want to get close to us. Yeah, it was a crossbow. It was a gun? Oh, I'm 100% blowing him to smithereens, but I had this, the opticals on him waiting for him to turn, but he just wouldn't do it. He, he'd he run up on us, and then he saw us, and he was, like, just sitting there. He didn't know what we were, so but looking back and he, wouldn't, out. he wouldn't turn, and then by the time he did turn, he's running, and I'm like, I got a bow and arrow. It's not really but worth no, If it was gun season, we could have we could have filled off four of our tags. Oh, 100%, because <laughs> there was deer saying, there all day. In this area, people so dog this area and i'm not going to say exactly where you guys were even though we kind of did but you know most of our listeners are out of state there's so many deer <laughs> out of country actually <laughs> there's so many deer out there that Shout it, out to it, China. It, 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 it's just crazy I oh mean, yeah now i want to go back I, I didn't quite understand what you said about the the 10 10 doe tags what do you want that to be i want it to go back to county specific back long time ago it was regulated how many doe tags you got right. by county. Like, now, is that because you think people are killing too many does or not enough? 
Well, it's in the underpopulated areas is what he's talking yeah. about. Okay. So, like, where we're at right now, like I said, me and Justin, we could go out. We could shoot 40 does a piece, and it would do nothing. Right. Okay. But there's certain areas where it's 10 doe tags still, and people take full advantage of that, and then they completely decimate the whole population for three to five years. Just because they can't sustain that. They, right. say, they say a deer, a single deer, I think, what is it, three tons of food a year is what a single deer eats. Gotcha. There's a lot of places that can't sustain that or grow that much food. So I don't think every every county should be shooting. I don't think they should be handing out 10 doe tags a piece. If I shot 10 county. does off of, if I shot 10 does off my property, I wouldn't see deer for forever. Oh, no, I can never do it where I'm at. No. No, and that's the that's the key diff, and that's where he's getting at. That's the key difference between depending on where you're at in your state. Okay, so I think you run into issues there though. Still with like Adrian and where I hunt is still Lenawee County. Yeah, but in my area, if you take ten deer off, it's done for three years. But if you go to Adrian and take ten deer, it's not going to touch anything. So limiting Adrian is going to really hurt. But I think that's just meeting in the middle. That's being like, all right, do we need to take 10? No. But can we take five? Maybe. You know, and that, but that's the other problem is, I mean, I kill a lot of deer, but I shoot, what, three to five a year? Yeah. You know, but there's guys that because they can get 10 doe tags plus your two buck tags, they're going to fill all 12. And these are the same guys that you walk in their barn and they have five deep freezers and you go on that end one and there's venison that's seven years old. It gets it's thrown true. in a dumpster. And those are this also, not to bring this up again, but those are also the same guys that say, well, you know, we can't shoot big bucks. And then every year they shoot spikes and four points. This is well, true. I hate to be that guy, but you could if you just let that deer go another year or two. And I do. You know that as well oh, as yeah. I do. I'll, I'll shoot a doe before I shoot a small buck This last every year, day. This last year was the first first buck i shot in 11 years that was not and i saw some videos of the ones you passed up it's not like you were passing up small deer and i mean i i pass up deer and finally this year i was like you know last year i was going to shoot a fucking six point for my kids they said dad shoot the buck i'm like fuck like i already passed a 120 out here like because i seen like a 140 145 ish out there my kids like dad just shoot the buck i'm like all right you know what that six point's been walking by me every day my kids want me to shoot a buck. Fuck it. All hats are off. I'm shooting the buck. And then I never seen them again. Oh, I mean, like, I can say this year I passed up on a couple eights and sixes because I knew I had a 10 and a 12. And I can tell you going into next year, that ain't going to happen. Well, so where, yeah, My where. is barren right I say now. where I hunt, it's, it's 36 acres or 39 acres. It's almost 40 acres. But I know on both sides of me, it is kill, is brown is down. It is, if it's walking, it's dead. And so I've had many a times where I have let deer go and I'm like, that is going to be a quality buck. And within two hours, I get a picture of Good them, hold, of them holding that buck. Yep. And it's like, it, it gets to the point where it's like, if you have the ability to walk the deer and you can convince your neighbors or you don't have to have the neighbors to all be on the same game plan, it's great. But when you have a bunch of assholes around you that don't give a shit what you're doing, if they're going to run it through... Like, it's kind of just like you got to you got to do what you got to do. See, that's like so a property that I hunt over in like New Lo New Lothrop area, we have it in a co-op. 
<coughs> so we have fuck probably a hundred properties involved in our co-op. Mm-hmm. We are all pretty much on the same page. It's got to be at least eight. We don't go by spread, none of that shit. Eight points are better. Mm-hmm. But that's contradicting yourself. How's that? Because if all you say is eight and better, you can have a year and a half old, 12 ha- point yep, inside it, spread, it, yes, it eight happens. point, so you're still shooting the same deer that the next guy shoots, it's a four or a six. Yeah. So I didn't, where, I didn't set the rules. Where though. does that make sense, though? That's that's my problem with this whole deer management. Bullshit. You're almost taking better genetics off the herd. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to realize. Now almost the, you are. You got yeah. yeah. to realize that the buck does I'm not. Impartial buck, buck does not, Bucks do not determine the genetics. It's the doe that determines the genetics in a buck. All right, let's go back to duck hunting. I'm done talking deer. Well, hold on, hold on. I gotta say something now. Because <laughs> I'm with you. I want to go back to duck. If, if we're talking scientifically, most of your rack size isn't actually based on genetics. It's based off the feed that's available to the doe when she's pregnant. That is very true. Yep. So technically, if you, if you want to argue for better antler management, you want to be arguing for better crop management. You want the DNR to have money to pay farmers to leave their corn up through December. Yeah. That's what you should be advocating for. But. Now, I say that as so, somebody who just advocated on your side for the past 30 minutes. But no, that's, no that, that's fine. But as the way it stands right now, I'm just gonna keep like no no matter which way this ball falls, whoever's court it falls in, I'm just gonna keep doing what I've always done. Hey, we're always gonna stay on the legal side of things. Yeah, I'm gonna do hunt, what's legal I'm and hunt my hunt. Yeah, hunt your I'm hunt and pursue, do what you think you believe is ethical. I'm gonna pursue what I want to pursue. Exactly. You can pursue what you want to. Like if you shoot a spike, I'm not gonna bash you because you yeah. shot a spike. Like, yeah. Cool. You shot a spike. I think it's old school. I will walk up drink a beer with you, give you a exactly. high five, we'll have a fucking party, and that's cool. I am all for, if it falls underneath of the rules of the law, you can do what you want, because we talk about, we've talked about this before, Cross, like crossbow hunters. Oh, we're getting into it now. So we talk about this all the time, because crossbow hunters, there's a lot of guys, and I don't know how you feel about Thank this, you. but I have a certain feeling about it. There's a lot of guys that if you oh, watch... They use cross guns? Crossbows, yeah. Crossbow? If you're sitting, your if you're sitting there and you, you, I've seen it on YouTube and I've seen it on TikTok, and they believe that crossbows should not be in the bow season. I might be able to get down with you on a special season, but I don't believe on taking them out of the season entirely because they're like it's unfair. And I'm like, well, technically your compound's better than a traditional, so should your season be taken out as well? Because you have a sight. You're not. You go- just cocked the red man's hair. This is no, no. I will stand with him. I know. That's what I'm saying. So it, but but it, but it, it pisses me off that people sit on the on the hill and they're, like, and they're like, and they're like, well, I'm shooting a crossbow. You're shooting a you're shooting a, a compound, or you know, the other way around. And it's just like, if the guy let the guy shoot what he wants to shoot. If he can shoot a crossbow, it's just as ethical as your compound. And the guy shooting the traditional, you don't see him sitting on the damn hill telling you, well, you have a fucking sight and a release. So you shouldn't have a season. Like No, I will stand with you behind this 100%. I used to be the cocky prick that used to say, hey, fucking crossbows, them guys are gay, 
That's all I'll shoot anymore. I'll never go back to a compound. <laughs> now, I love I'm compounds. Cool I love compounds, but I I'm not willing to take it away from the guys who don't have the time or the resources or the place to, you, to, to you, shoot their compound. You are somebody who has a nicer compound bow than probably 80% of the hunter population, and you still used your crossbow last I did because I live, at, I live at a home where I can't practice my compound, and I know exactly. as an ethical hunter, if I can't practice shooting my compound bow, I shouldn't shoot it because I'm not going to shoot that deer ethically. So I grabbed my con I grabbed my crossbow. I grabbed my crossbow knowing I'm like, I haven't practiced enough this year. So the crossbow is what's coming out because the compound I, I live in a, I live in the city. I'm like, you, I can't you, I can't you practice. Least, do you at least shoot the crossbow at least once or twice to make sure it's still Oh of course. I still oh, practice with the crossbow. Well, I'm good then. But if I haven't gone out with that, I used to shoot competitions. I was a competitive shooter and I was actually like semi pro for a little bit shooting compound bow and so I, I was oh, i did wow. i won a couple tournaments I didn't know this. um did so they make that short of axle <laughs> <laughs> hey, his axle was a uh, 23 inch <laughs> so i actually love i love shooting compounds i'm a huge advocate of going out and shooting but if you i moved and i didn't have the time i got a new job we did a lot of things i didn't have the time to shoot my compound so i grabbed the crossbow knowing i cannot hit a deer where i need to hit a deer this year with my compound <laughs> see the way the way i look at it i'm sorry to cut no you you're off. fine but, as we all know, I'm sure everybody here would agree with this, hunting is a dying breed. It's a dying sport. Mm -hmm. We're dropping numbers all the time. Except for duck hunting. I still think, I think it's dropping. No. I, think, I, I do. Think the past two or three years, it's rose. I do think it's rising. Since COVID, it's rose. I think it's rising because well, it, it is gaining. since COVID. It it's gaining popularity. But I'm with you. I see where you're going with that because... It, my dad makes this point every time I bring it up. He's like, there's not enough of us to fight each other. We all, if you, it is what it is, you need to stand on the hill together because eventually it's going to come the day when the vote comes and it's like, if we're not together, we're going to lose. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's a dying a dying thing. I think it's a dying breed. Why, why, why fight with somebody? We're all in it for the same thing. We're all here to have a good time. We'll be eating our freezer and... You know, live a more traditional along. life. Yeah. So if if you can do it more ethically with a crossbow, let's say you can't shoot a compound, well, fucking use a crossbow. I don't give a shit. I used to give a shit. Now I don't really fucking care. No. Whatever gets if you that, there gets, gets you there. If that gets you in the woods, I don't care if you go to Walmart <clears> and buy the cheapest shit to get you into the woods. If it gets you out there and gets you away from the day to day grind. And it gets you in your happy place, then fucking more power to you. Absolutely. Get out there, do it. But I really wish like Raven crossbows would quit saying they got their sub MOA accuracy at a fucking hundred yards. I agree with that hundred percent. Well, there is restrictions that I would agree with. Okay, so like I know right now what are we at? Like four hundred feet per second for a crossbow? Something fast. crazy, something really fast. A, compa a compound. If you're shooting your nor if you're shooting your normal arrow, you're shooting about 280 feet per second. Yeah, I'd agree with that because I think I'm right. I'm like 290. Yeah. See, I totally yeah. disagree with restricting restricting the crossbow feet per second by res to restrict the length of your shot. Because if you're gonna do that, to me, you should separate shotgun and rifle season two. Because I can only shoot 100 yards with a 12 gauge, but somebody with a rifle can shoot 300. I mean, so if you're gonna restrict it, restrict. Well, to be fair, we can't shoot. We can only shoot what center gauge all, rifles. All I'm saying is, I center fire, yeah. center fire rifles. Yeah, but still, you can get 250 yards. Yeah. I shot. Now I shot. 
a 12 gauge at, I killed a deer at 130 yards right, but, you're but not I mean the rifle range on, is what no I'm so if I, you're gonna nitpick the crossbow to compound and then the length of your shot for the crossbow yeah restrict what rifles you can all use I'm saying is to. there's still a point to that is though. you should I'm saying you should not be taking a 100 yard shot on a deer with a crossbow mm-hmm. is what I'm saying I'm with you it's not a ballistic it's because it's, it's shooting, still shooting, an arrow let's say, let's say you're shooting but if people can do it accurately and ethically why yeah, shouldn't they but they can do it but accurately. is it ethically my question yeah. is if do you do it yes no hold on you don't, you no, don't know no, that on, but that's what I'm saying that. at 100 yards what's tested what's the proven theory at 100 yards you're going to kill that deer you're relying on the hunter's ethics no you're not, nobody has you're, ethics that's not true no it's kinetic energy you're relying on you shooting at a target at 100 yards you know you can hit it that doesn't yards. mean it's gonna penetrate enough or do damage enough to to kill that deer well yeah i'm not saying that every crossbow you could do it with but i'm saying those top of the line crossbows and i'd have to look at the numbers obviously. that's what i'm saying who's done that who's done that at that statistic well, you guys keep going and i'll look it up damn it <laughs> but but you're not gonna be able to look it no, up no we're going back animal. to duck hunting on that <laughs> we, we've been two hours in this podcast and we haven't even touched duck hunting so so you can shoot 100 yards 150 yards whatever it is all day long in your backyard with a crossbow that's at a a standing still target do you know how much can happen in 100 yards shooting a crossbow bolt that travels so it comes out let's say 380 to 500 feet per second it gets slower by the time it gets there it drops a lot whereas you're shooting a gun that's traveling what 1200 to 3200 feet per second give or take whichever weapon you're using there's a lot that can happen i'm with you on, i'm with you on that one and but it but he like he said it all comes down to the ethics of a hunter and if i'm being truthfully honest i don't believe a lot of people have good ethics but that's my 80, 80 to 90 percent of the hunting population have good ethics when it comes to hunting yeah, but that leaves 10% shoot at 100 yards. That's a bad number. And those 10% aren't going to follow your rules anyways. I don't know if I'd even go 80 or 90% when it comes to that. I mean, you guys have hunted the managed areas enough with me. Yeah. When, when only 50% of hunters kill a deer every year, that tells me at least 50% are ethical enough to not do it legally. Well, my, my question is, though, is out of that percentage, how many of them don't even go? How many of them buy a tag and don't even go? Which is fine. Support my passion. No, that's true. I'm saying, yeah, buy the tag. That's fine by me. But I'm saying out of that, but, but they don't know. I'm they just don't. saying I think we should keep all shots, archery shots, within 60 yards. 60 yards is, yeah. That's where I'm I'm leaning Wait, out. No, no. I will shoot my compound 100 yards. I won't shoot a deer at 100 yards with my compound. No, because I'm, tr- I'm not believing that that is an ethical shot. But I can shoot 100 yards accurately. Yes. No, no, see, this is what I'm saying, though. I can shoot, I will shoot 100 yards. I'll shoot 110, actually, with my compound accurately. There's a difference. I can do the same yes. thing with a crossbow. There's a difference between shooting competition and shooting an animal, though. That animal has a 100%. life, and at 100 yards, I I am in the firm belief that it's like, at 100 yards, it is not worth it. No, it's not. No. Because I might because injure that deer, or I might not kill that deer. And so I think that's you've totally shot, you've fine. You've shot deer and wound, wounded them, correct? Have you? Yeah, of course. Does your gut? Do you want to of throw course. up? Exactly. So I—that's where I—I I do not think. I personally will not take a crossbow shot over fifty yards. Now, but I believe I could at seventy if I wanted to, because I know how now, accurately on, I could. And how far the arrow still goes into my crossbow. Well, you target. have to knock the arrow correctly. You gotta knock the arrow and not get it caught on a brush and have it come out. <laughs> oh, there's a story behind this. I need to hear it. You need to watch the video. You don't Ooh, there's a video, video behind it. Yeah. Oh, fuck right. 
all of you guys. Yeah, that hasn't made it out to the public all yet. Right, so the story goes, all right, so I'm, I'm sitting on the ground against a tree, okay? I'm not in a tree stand. And Show him the video. I've just got a stick blind, oh, okay? Let me see it. Built up to about yay high. My stick <laughs> I got a piss, too. And uh, we can take a break to pee here in a sec. But, uh, so I have, I, I just got up to pee, actually. So my crossbow was sitting up against the, my stick blind, all right? And, uh. Um, Look at this boonie. I'm it's, a good, it's a good one. Oh, it's, it's a trophy buck. Oh, this is going to be great. Um, so I'm sitting there and I sit back down and I'm just looking around, you know, I just got up, like I'm not expecting to see a deer right away and I'm, I'm looking around and I hear something. I'm like, oh, there's some deer over there. And it's where most of my deers come from. It's straight ahead of me. Like he, he's going to come walking dead on and I know it. And, uh, he comes around the corner and I just see one side of his rack poke through the trees and I'm like, okay. So he's coming dead at me. So as he turned to go around a tree, I grabbed my crossbow and I just shoulder it. And I'm just kind of relaxing. He's he's probably 100 yards at this point. But he's he's trotting on the move. Like he's on his way dead at me. And I shoulder it, not thinking about the fact that it was sitting up against my stick blind or anything. And he stops from me to that doorway. It is a nine-yard shot. I'm about to say, that's pretty close, It's, but it's a nine-yard shot. pretty close. It, it was... Very close is an understatement. Oh, you need to find this video. Oh, I'm looking for it. I know I got it. And um, so he's sitting at about nine yards, and I shoot, and I can you can hear it. You can see the arrow comes out sideways, pointing like this, and I miss a trophy buck at less than nine yards. And when I review the video and everything, when I pulled the crossbow up from the stick blind, it had gotten snagged on an arrow. So it wasn't sitting right in the the knock on your cross where your arrow sits. It wasn't sitting straight, so it came out totally sideways, and I missed a trophy buck because of it. Oh. And it was it was the most heartbreaking thing I have certainly I've, ever had I've happen been to there. me. I was, luck, I was fortunate and lucky this year is what I was. Yeah, it was it was heartbreaking, well, that's for I sure. find that while I'm draining the, my baby snake. All right. Thank you for listening to Locked on Sounds podcast. We want to take a moment to thank one of our most important sponsors, Migra Ammunitions. The Migra stacked load is engineered using their patented technology, which gives Migra shells consistent bulk density and pattern uniformity, while maximizing versatility in the field. Based out of South Carolina, Migra Ammunitions is at the forefront of shotgun shell innovation. Drawing from proprietary technology from the defense sector, Migra Ammunitions manufactures shotgun shells with quality and value in mind, built out of passion by its founders. Migra shells are oriented towards the passionate waterfowlers. Now back to your favorite podcast. Yeah, fun. Yeah, oh, fun. fuck. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> wait, wait till he stands right in front of you and looks broadside. Dude, that's like a... Hold on, let me see. Dude, that's like a 135, 140-inch deer. And it's at point blank when he shoots. Dude, that is a fuck... Look at that one brow type. That one's fucked up, but I, I mean, want to hear his reaction now. I, you already got it. You're a fucking idiot. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you see that fucker come out like this? It comes out totally go sideways. Back. Go back. Zoom. Fuck you. How do I go backwards? You just pull right here. I don't know. This is an iPhone. I don't know uh, this I shit. So. Uh, hold on. There we go. Like oh, so yeah. for everybody that doesn't know, I'm going to put Willie on blast. He missed probably a 140-inch whitetail at nine yards. With a crossbow. With a crossbow. This is the best video I've ever seen. 
blooper style. And the worst part is if he had had a compound, look at, look at. he more than likely has a Q, uh, you know, a Q&A or whatever uh, sitting there rest that's holding that arrow in. He picks but it up and gets it caught I'm on gonna, brush. I'm going to give him this. He missed instead of wounding it. That, and on the bright side, next year. That deer's going to be massive. Because if you go back and look, how do I go back just on scroll, this thing this way? Like this way. This yeah. deer's not that old. If you just oh. go back. Oh, there. This deer is not that old. That's got to be at least a three and a half year old buck. Yeah, he is. I'll give him three and a half. But he, next year he's gonna blow right up. He's gonna be massive. Like he, Derek, he, he, <laughs> could, he could potentially put on anywhere from fifteen to sixty inches. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna give the viewers some some discretion here. There's a guy named Derek that hunts right. He, their family, <laughs> their family owns. Property. Like, look at, he's got, he's got no sway back. <laughs> There's a that family hurts. that, that owns a ass load of acreage behind this woods. All right, and every year, this kid that we went to school with, his name's Derek. He kills. I kid you not, a 140 plus every fucking year, if not two of them. Hands and to that guy. he, oh yeah, he smashes them. So. When Willie gets back here, I want you to ask him if Derek's going to shoot his buck next year because he's going to fucking go off because that's exactly what's going to happen. The opening here comes. <laughs> I got this. Hey, hey, hey Willie. What's is uh, Derek going to shoot your buck next year? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Derek. Oh, you didn't have to use his last name. I just had his first name. All right. So we're going back to duck hunting. All right. We are. Hey, we all. We all. Good video, though. I love it. We all took a pee. I feel for you. It's tough. We all took a pee. Now, so we're going to get off the, the duck hunting train and the fishing train and finally get to where we the deer wanted hunting to go. Train. Get off the deer oh, son of a sh I'm four beers deep and I'm light. <laughs> so we're going to get on the duck hunting train. All right. For, should we start with the haters or we end with the haters? Ooh. I don't give a damn. I say you end. Oh, I, Ooh, know. I end see. With, end with. Let's all just right. get it out of the way right now. Fine, we're going to start with the haters. Fuck all you that don't like hunting out of standing corn, because that's Flooded what corn. we do. Flooded corn is where it's at, and Justin Dixon's going to tell you why. So, for any of you guys that are going to sit back behind your keyboard and say <laughs> that you don't have to scout flooded corn. Liars. So, if it's a private piece that you own, I'll 100% agree with you. To hunt the uh, state land managed waterfowl areas, you couldn't be more from wrong. I live, I, I can almost spit on the state game area, and I put a lot of time and effort into having successful hunts. And there is not anybody that just comes out here besides maybe a handful that just get lucky and look at what everybody has chosen the prior hunt. They come out here and doesn't know the area, hasn't scouted it to go out and absolutely smash birds. I mean, that is the most ignorant statement I've ever heard in my life. And they won't because how how many friends do you have come up to you, Willie? Because I have a lot. They come up and they are like, oh, I see you guys are smashing birds. Well, I'm going to go up to the I said, we're doing good. And we can cut that out. We don't need to tell people. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, yeah. Cut, cut my beginning part out, too. So we're sitting there, and I, and I always tell them, I'm like, good luck. And they're like, what do you mean? You guys are killing the hell out of them. I said, yeah, but you have to understand, there's 60 parties. And out of those 60 parties, only, th only five parties 
had a good day, and I was one of those parties, and that just so happens, and I said, and I couldn't do it, uh-uh. and no, Willie couldn't do it. The only reason it happens is because we have a buddy that can do it, that lives there and knows what he's doing and understands how it works, and I said, first of all, you don't have a boat that can do it. Mm-mm. You're not picking it up. You're not crossing dikes. It ain't happening. You don't have the knowledge. And you don't have the whereabout to know where you're going. And I tell you what, I've been back there a bajillion times. I still couldn't do, I still can't tell you the map on how to get to certain places. So you have all these contributing factors and people think, oh, you're killing ducks so I can get in there. I'm going to head up there and go kill ducks. I've talked to lots of guys that said they went up here once. They said, I'll never hunt that place again. That place is junk. And I said, you just don't know how to hunt it. (laughs) You have to understand how to hunt it and, and know where you're going before you can do anything. Yeah, if you just show up and guess, guess what? You're not going to have a great day. It is 10 times harder to hunt back home where we're at than it is to go up to the flooded corn and hunt there. If you know what you're doing. No, I'm, for the average person who doesn't know what they're doing. No, you just said that backwards. Yeah, yeah no. Did I? Yeah. Oh, my bad. No, I'm in disagreement. No, if you the hunt is easier down at home. Oh, yeah, you said it backwards. Oh, uh, yeah, no, the hunt is easier at home. For all the guys saying cor- the corn's unfair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's un- I'm saying. it's it's unfair. No, it's not. There is not 150 zones having 100% success because it ain't going to happen. The ducks still want to be where the, where they want to be and you got to know it and you got to know how to set it up. You still have to call. You got to call your shot. You got to make sure you're not shooting sky high and hopefully you're not around a bunch of idiots. There's a lot of luck that plays into it and a lot of knowledge that plays yeah. into it. You're There's not going to just show sky, up and shoot ducks. There's a lot of sky busting goes on out here. Well, I'm going to tell you, the first case, you know, to do this properly, you're going to have, what's reasonable, seven to $10,000 into your boat? Ooh, that might not even be reasonable. It might be more than that. No, <laughs> no that... It dep- Is that reasonable? Dep- you can go buy a, a 1436 to a 1542 tracker for under two grand. You throw runners on it, there's another, what, 14-ish hundred bucks? How much is one of your... Motors. Oh, well, yeah. I'm a, I'm a motor, you know. If, if you, you buy, buy a new one, you're new, looking three grand. Well, okay, three, so I'll, prefer, I'll preface that, too. If you're going to show up out here, you can show up with an outboard. You can show up with a normal outboard. Do it. Hey, I, I, I dare you. Doing but, I dare you. But I will be towing you home with Captain Justin Dixon, and I will be laughing the whole way because you don't know where the stumps are. You don't know where the mud is. You don't know where the rocks are. And when you find one of those, you're going to have to give somebody a call. And it just so happens, guess what? If you don't have Justin Dixon's number, he's on the fire department. He'll hear about it anyways, and we'll probably come get you anyways. I, I will say this. There is a lot of old school boys out here that will run. They know the area. They know the area. You're not just show- And you know what? We have a great story. The final day of hunting, it was last. It wasn't this hunting season the last year. We're sitting there. There's maybe five parties. These two guys walk in. I've never seen them before. I'm not from here, but I've hunted up here enough. I understand. I know they haven't been here before. They take a spot. They pick a spot. Then I hear them say, well, I wonder how far of a walk that is. I turned around and I looked at them and I said, you're walking in? And they were like, yeah, we're going to walk in. That's no big deal, right? That is about three miles, gentlemen. You're not walking in. And it is negative degrees. There's snow and there's ice. I don't know what you're doing. Justin then hears us talking to them, and he says, who's walking in? We said, these two guys. And he's like, no, you're not. You're not going to walk in there. If you try to walk in there, there's time differences out here. You have to shoot from a certain time to a certain time. He's like, you're going to get there about the time you need to leave. (laughs) So... Luckily enough, everything worked out. I don't even know if they ended up hunting, but they did get to they did get to pick a new spot. But I'm guessing they didn't go hunting because the one guy 
of the party didn't even want to go anymore. No, he was like, he was like, never mind. Fuck this. This is stupid. It's not you. When you show up, people are so out of touch with how, how it works that they think they can just walk. No, it clearly reads on the board. You're gonna, you gotta go. Well, that and people don't understand what pulling dikes mean. You know, people look at, okay, there's a little hill. It ain't a little hill. I mean, we run Lewis chainsaw winches with steel chainsaws on them. If you have if you have two or three strapping men that can pick up however much a boat weighs, so Willie, we have a small boat. What's our boat weigh? Our boat with the gear in it is probably near a thousand pounds. Exactly. So you you need to be able to walk up a 90, 90 degree vertical in the mud, and it's cold, but it's muddy as hell. Oh, that's only if it ain't frozen. And it's, and it's or it's ice better. and it's rocky, and you need to be able to walk your gear and your boat over it. Then get on the flat top and then walk down it without being run over by your boat. If you can, hope your boat doesn't yeah. slide into the pole. Hope your boat doesn't slide into up. the pole. For at least half the season, we couldn't even walk a kayak over those dikes. Like, no, it no, it isn't going to happen. And so when guys show up and they just hear about it and they're like, oh, I'm going to go there and just slay. I work with a guy, my boss, he kills a lot of ducks and they have a lot of money. And they 100% are like, oh, we're killing ducks. He told me, he said, I've been up there twice. I won't go back. He's like, I've went up there twice. Because when he asked me where I hunt, I told him, he was like, you kill ducks there? I said, you can go you can go on my social media. Yeah, I killed ducks there. And he's like, I've been there twice, and it's been a shit show both times. And I was like, that's because you don't know what you're doing. And I said, I won't go there alone. I won't do it. It's not going to happen. You got to have somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Or else you're not, you're not going to, it's not easy. It's not like you're showing up and there's just ducks in your face and you're killing them. It doesn't work that way. Another big problem is, I I know Justin has seen this quite a bit. Maybe you guys have seen this. Guys come with boats that are just, we'll say not the right size. No, they're not. Like, you you can't show up here with a 1760 thinking everything's hunky-dory and you're just going to have a great Oh, you can hunt the river blinds if that's all you're doing. Last year, or the me, woods. Last year, me and Frederico went into the 50s. I think it was wherever we went. I Why don't the think, fuck did you guys go in there? might have been the 40s. <laughs> I don't remember. But whatever. And 50s is... No, I'm not going to say the name, but yeah. Yeah. No. No, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the 50s. It was not. So it must have been the 30s I the took 40s. these guys there one morning when we were going to hunt the afternoon anyways, and we do like shit. Yeah. 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 I, I took them in there, and I'm like, this is why we never come here. It gets daylight, and they're like, oh, this is horrible. I've done good there. I mean, I'll say well, that. Well, you can early season. Yeah. Oh, That's there was some guys there pissing me right first, the fuck off. I shot my off. first widget in there, and it was a fucking stud drake, and it's at the Dean's right now getting mounted. But it you was shot the, that up. 20 fucking years ago? No, it was two years ago. Oh, we're going to get to taxidermy in a little bit. Don't 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 you worry about that. It was last year me and Freddie went into, it was either the 30s or 40s. It wasn't the 50s. We pull up, and we're we're sitting there waiting, and there's this dude trying to pull the dike with like a fucking 1760 or an 18 whatever. What the fuck is this guy doing? That that boat's way too big. And he's like, oh, yeah, I do this all the time. And we... We went around the fucking dude. I do it all the time. He got, they got stuck like three quarters of the way up. And I don't know if something broke or what the fuck. They were stuck there. So we just fucking hooked up and pulled right the fuck past them. Went around them. See you later. Fucking it takes, nice it day. takes, it's like the porridge. It's like the direct, correct boat because, uh, you, and you gotta have runners too. Cause like Caleb's boat, a little bit smaller, doesn't have runners. We 
beat the fuck out of it to its to its death almost. You can run her without oh, running, dead. but you're gonna. Oh, it's for. dead. Yeah, we and and we broke ice. You were in Justin's boat, and I was in the front of Caleb's breaking ice. And by the time we got out of there, it was like that boat is fucking dead. You got to have the right equipment to get out here, and it, that's the best part about out here too. Is I love it when it freezes up because that means you're not getting nearly as many. I'll call you idiots that all think you can show up to the corn would, and shoot whatever say, you want because I would, that, say <laughs> four, I would say 32 wide is as small as you want to go, and I would say 42 wide is as wide as you. want I agree because I run a 15:42. I give you that's advice simply so you can show up against my advice, and I can laugh. That's all I want. Well, yeah. What I really like to laugh at is people that show up with electric winches. Oh yeah, I'm gonna pull over with this. I'm oh. gonna pull over, and then they get like. Halfway down the other side, and And then they're they're fucking dead in the water. Yep, they're stuck. They might get it like in. They might go do their hunt, but then they can't fucking get out. No, my god. And I'm like, yeah, you should probably get rid of that warren and just go spend the, I don't know what is it like eighteen hundred bucks for a full. Head up to yeah, head up to Thurston's and get yourself a winch. Didn't they have some there for sale? Oh, they get they, they always do. Yeah, they, they had them. They always got the duck right stuff in there ready to go. We'll have to I block that out. I was going to say, see, now I got to block their name out. <laughs> no, you don't have to block their name out. People I think can, everyone will figure out where we're talking about. I don't give a shit, dude. People can show up. Like I said, you can show up and I can make fun, and I can make fun of you. As long as we're not talking deer hunting and we say this name. So, so, so la- Tyler Manning hunts. <laughs> so last year, though, we got all... This is how crazy this place is. It's a second... It's it's a Monday after opener. So, the, so everything opens up. You're able to go in and take the draw without, you know, winning uh, the lottery or whatever you want to call it. But... Duck bingo. Duck bingo, sure. Well, which we had one Sunday, and we had a great day. Monday, we come out. We still had a great day Monday. I would call it a great day. We got bombarded. So, oh my Justin, God, go, Justin goes up to get the truck. All right? We're not from around here. We're nice guys. What happens? Ten guys surround your boat. Oh, I see you guys got ducks. Where are you going? Here's the great. Here's, here's a great question, all right? You've already drawn your zone. You know where you're going. You can't change zones in the middle of it. So what the hell does it matter if you know what zone I was in? First of all, I'm not telling you. But secondly, you already know where you're going. You can't go where I went unless you drew where I went. So what do we say? We're not from around here. I don't know where we, I was I don't at. even know where I was at. I was you could, never so <laughs> proud of you two seven You pitches. could GPS it and send me out there, and I still wouldn't know. Where I'm at. I'm lost. I don't even know what county this is, what, guys. What them boys are doing <laughs> is they'll they'll go in the day after. Yeah. And if they get a better draw than you, if you give it up, oh yeah, they're gonna be no, like, oh, no. Well, these boys were here, and if they get a better draw than you, we don't. They're there. They're gonna go there. It take and, and I'll tell you that too. It takes. It's like CIA operatives up here. Unless you're in on the end, unless you know people who know people who know people. You're not knowing shit. No. No yeah, one's going to tell you right. no one's going to tell you crap. In the morning it's great. How many times have we woken up and Justin gets a phone call? Or after we get out of a hunt and Justin gets a phone call and there's sharing of information, but it's only between five guys. And those five guys are the guys that are killing birds. Yeah. Everybody else is sucking. And they're like, well, why can't we kill birds? And I'll tell you why, because you're not one of those five guys. That's why. You, you have to have a network. You're not part of the CIA. That's what's happening. You're not I've, part of it. I've been hunting this area. God, what the hell? Well, you're old as dirt, so probably Jesus. 30 years. Oh, we're getting back to the age thing. <laughs> you can kiss my ass. <laughs> probably, honestly, 20, between 25, 28 years. You know, and I, I didn't get really successful out here until probably 15 years in. 
And even then, it was spotty. Now, I got it dialed. Well, you know what you're doing. And then, even then, he's he is... So, Justin is very uh, realistic with us. When we show up, and there's 60 parties, and we draw 30 or 40 down the list, he looks at us and says, he's like, we're passing. We're passing. We're going home. We're going to sleep it off. And then, we're going to start the party early. We're going to go to lunch, and then we're going to go out and redraw, and we'll see what we get. He's like, it's re- It's realism. Because well, you, you do it that way, all every time, you don't take a pass. Sometimes then pick a spot. We oh, have. we we have oh, we have, and we've actually I'm just we've passed we've passed. Went to the back, picked a spot. He's like, this is gonna be shit. Went out there and shot fucking our limit, and went, huh? Well, that that didn't work the way we thought Burgers it was. And beers it is. And beers. <laughs> we're go, we're gonna of, go get a burger. A lot of the times, like when we hunt, we'll draw. Let's say we're not in the top. 15 you'll take a pass then we'll pick a zone we'll go in we'll do all right mm-hmm. but that allows you to get in to the afternoon draw mm-hmm. if you take the pass yep so that's why we do it, it depends i mean if there's 60 70 parties and i draw 69th which we did i'm going home yeah. oh yeah we right. went there we sat there and we drew oh our draws were so fucking bad this year when we showed up it we was so terrible we were bad luck we came in and we would draw almost dead last every time. And they, of course, would take, you know, and everybody, once one guy throws a dart into the board, it doesn't matter whether he was correct or not. He might not even know where he's going. Everybody's but everybody's going to fucking, fucking throw the dart as close as they yep. can to him. So, but that's also the boat thing. If you don't have the right boat, I love I love hunting with Justin. It makes me happy because most of these guys don't have the right boat. So when we get to ice time or we get to where it's really cold, they can't pull two dikes. They can't get back to where we need to be. And so it's amazing. You can draw down the pack, but everybody's not going where you're going. And then they look at you. That's my favorite stories. When you walk in there and you're talking to Justin and all of a sudden it's time to draw. And he's just, he, shut up. Hold on. <laughs> you see the wheels spinning. Here it comes. And all of a sudden, he throws it at the dart, and he hits the board, and he says, all right, boys, let's walk out. As you're walking out, no one knows who you are, but they all know who Justin is, and they're like, why the fuck did he pick that spot? And you can see everybody looking at him like, God damn it, is he dumb, or do I go near him? Because shit, that might be good, but he also might be stupid. And then there's two dweebos following him that are just like, ha we're going to kill ducks, baby! This is going to be amazing! And it's, it's just great to watch people's faces as they do it. <laughs> and Justin loves it, because we'll get out and he'll be like, oh yeah, so-and-so in there, he don't know what, he don't know what the fuck I was doing, but we're going to go kill ducks, baby! It's because I live out here, I lived out here six years, I think, longer than Justin has. I, I've known Justin for eh, fuck. Too fucking long, it seems like. Long fucking time. We used to work together, whatever. But I've lived out here. I don't even duck hunt anymore. Hardly ever. I think I go two, three, maybe four times. Which we a need year. to get into. Why? Why'd you pick deer hunt over duck hunting? I've don't gone. go back into deer hunting. No, no, no. We're not, we're not, we're not going to it. I'm just. That's where my heart is. Okay. My heart. Right. My heart's deer and fishing. All right. That makes that's sense. That's my heart. Do I like to duck hunt? I fucking love to duck All hunt. Right. And now I'm going to end up getting more into it because my fucking kids like to do whatever the fuck I do. And wherever I go, my kids want to go. Well, so. you said you can't blow a duck call, but that don't mean I your can. kids can't learn to blow a duck call. That's true. So it sounds like we need some <laughs> lanyards made up. Trust me, I, I, I can guarantee you right now I can go out here during season. I can shoot a limit without blowing a duck call. No, you can't. You can't hit him. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. So I can t- have a chance we talked, at a limit. We talked about Fred earlier, all right? 
and if Fred won't listen to this, but well, he's going to because I'm gonna tell him. To. <laughs> so tell him to listen to this. But you have a great story of Fred not being able to hit him because he dropped his gun in the water. <laughs> oh, the you froze up, you know? Oh yeah. So Fred. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Benelli guy. Greatest gun in the world. Which you should what are you you're a Win, uh, Winchester? I shoot an SX4. An SX4. Shot an SX3 for years until I wore that completely out. Now I'm on a four. I can't believe you wore it out, to be honest with you. I mean But anyways, so yeah. Fred's with us hunting. Bradley. It's it's me and Fred and uh he he decides to drop his gun off his gun stand. It's colder than shit out, so he uh, pulls his gun up, goes click. Taking a minute to thank another one of our favorite sponsors. The Essaries of Top Down Decoys have been an incredible inspiration to many in the waterfowl industry. Their patented reversible lightweight and cost-efficient decoy is an absolute game-changer to the avid goose hunter, especially one who values hunting gear made right here in the United States. Be sure to check out their website, topdowndecoys.com, to check out their one-of-a-kind decoys, along with their traditional silhouettes. Now back to your favorite podcast. So anyways, Mr. Wallace drops this $2,000 vanilla in the water in sub-zero temperatures. Next flock of birds come in, guess what happens? Friends, vanilla is froze solid and will not go bang. Boomstick won't go boom. <laughs> so I still needed three mallards, so I said, well, I guess you're going to have to wait for me to shoot my limit, and then I'll give you my gun. So I shot two drake mallards, then a black duck. Then my fourth drake mallard is banded. So his dog brings it back into the corn. We throw it in a pile. I hand him my gun. Fred then looks at me and says, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, what are you mad about, dude? I'm giving you my gun. Picks the duck up, throws it at me, it's banded. It was probably one of the funnest hunts I've ever had just because <laughs> he was so pissed off that he couldn't argue that he shot that duck. Because that Benelli wouldn't go boom. Yep. And this here, folks, and, and people call me dumb all the time. I know. Well, you are. What, no. Um, Mike, <laughs> Mike from Flipping Birds asked me this question. He didn't call me dumb, but he asked me, he was like, why would you shoot that gun? I shoot an over-under. an over under. And it's not only because I'm good with it. That is the I, I can hit with that gun quite well, and I'm not. And that's because it's short. And I am a shorter guy. I have a very short reach, so that gun works well for me. But that gun, I tell you what, goes boom no matter what. I can do whatever I want to that gun, drop it in whatever I want, and it'll go boom because there is no action, there is no slide, there's nothing going on but a pin hitting a primer. That's it. Well, honestly, though, you only need two shots. I mean, by the time you pull your gun up, the bird's oh, one hundred percent, and it works well for me anyways because, like I said, I call. I don't, I don't call the shot. Justin calls the shot up here, but down home I do call the shot. But I, I'm last to pick my gun up, whether we're at home or here, both times. Because I will call until their feet up, touching the water. And then usually it's boom, 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 boom. And then I pick my gun up and finish off whatever's going on. So it's great. Two shots works for me fine, and I love that gun so much. Just because I hate, I bought a gun simply so I could have a third shell, and I hated every minute of it. I listen to these guys, and I, I, I don't hear you guys' comments, but I listen to these two talking about how... I listen to you guys, you know, these guys talk about how you guys dog them, saying that hunting flooded corn is cheating, not right, it's easy, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm telling you, come do it. 
Then tell me that. Come try it. Well, I'll send your pictures so, of your empty breath. So these are, the, these are the same guys that I don't understand. These are the same guys saying that goose bands don't count. All right, that makes no sense. I don't know where you're hunting, but if, if you're shooting bands off geese, that's a good achievement. Like, you get to keep that band. You're proud of that band. I don't understand where you... Unless you're hunting right off where they're fucking banding them and watching them band them and let them go and shoot them. I don't, I don't get how that's not an achievement. And then... Wood duck hunting ain't, is not duck hunting. And that's another thing. If you've ever hunted wood ducks, all right, I don't know how you guys do, do it down in the flooded timber, but up here, you got to fucking work for a wood duck. It's hard to kill a wood duck. You got, if you want to kill a wood duck, you need to be on a specific spot and you need to really work for it because they don't just land for anything. They don't just come in for nothing. Like, you have to work to kill You're a wood duck. You're rarely killing a wood duck feet. You know, feet down about No, you're normally past shooting them. So it just depends on where you're at. But the guy's saying that that does not real duck hunting makes no sense to me. I'm like, okay. what is real duck hunting to you then? I don't I don't understand. Unless unless you're calling at Mallards, which I'm not a Mallard snob, but I do enjoy it. I love it because I love calling and I love working Mallards. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. But I would never tell anybody that shooting any type of duck that they like is... Well, the guys that kill old squaws all year long or kill buff uh, buffalo heads, I've killed buffalo heads. They're dumb. I've never killed an old squaw, but Justin c will contest it. They're dumb. They'll hit the side of your boat. You could swipe them down with a paddle. Like, I don't make fun of you. Like, that makes no sense. You don't have to have any achievement to go out and kill those guys. Like, I can sit out well, in a boat and, and be fishing and kill buffalo heads. And I have. Exactly. <laughs> but, but the funny part is, you know, is these guys that... They say that hunting flooded corn is cheating. You guys have hunted enough with me up here now. How many times do I move decoys to finish birds? We move them all the time. Quite a bit. And how many times do we adjust here, adjust there, adjust How many times that? do I adjust calling? You know, I adjust calling all the time. These birds that we hunt are so educated. They know what's going on. That if when you finish a bird up here in November... You did it right. These are educated birds. You know that you did it right. That bird really believed it. But yeah, you know, the... And the other thing on this is these guys that say flooded corn's bad. You guys got to remember that they leave this corn up for the spring migration coming back to the breeding grounds. So these birds don't only use this during hunting season when we get to harvest them. But it's also there for the migration back north. Mm -hmm. So it's a stopping point for these birds to refuel, re-energize, feed. I mean, anybody that's against this, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that I'd probably hate on it too if I lived down south. Our winters are now nothing up here, so you don't get our mallards. Well, guess what? I'm happy you don't, but it sucks, sucks for you, you know? I mean. I don't, you know, and I don't. That'd be like me looking at Canada and being like, all oh, you guys hunting the fucking tundra or whatever you want to call it up there. You're, up there. You're, a bunch of, you're a bunch of losers because you get to kill eight birds of any fucking species, of any sex that you want, and you're a bunch of losers, and that, that's stupid. That's not fair, me, for, fair to me to say. They're hunting under their legal restrictions, and they're doing a great job of doing it. I get to hunt underneath mine. I don't get to kill eight birds, first of all, and I don't get to kill eight birds of whatever sex and any species I want. But that's why you guys have me coming up there to kill birds. Like, and, and that's that's what makes sense to me, you know? And that doesn't mean if I go to Canada, I'm going to kill birds. Like, there's a lot of guys up there that would say the same thing. Like, oh, it ain't easy. Just because there's birds here doesn't mean it's easy. So, 
that can be worked for any scenario at any place. If, if you're good at where you're hunting, like, good for you, but that doesn't mean you can come to my spot and kill birds. You don't know what you're doing. Well, and that's the other funny part is, and, and I know I'm going to get flack for this because everybody hates to hear the word biologist, but <laughs> this new strain of mallard that is out and Canada geese don't leave Michigan or Ohio. No. It's a proven fact. They're built for the cold. Yep. They have radio transmitters on them. And they don't leave. What we ask the biologists, most of them don't make it past the Ohio River Ohio Valley. Valley. Yeah. yeah, the Ohio River Valley. What did he say? What did he say? Like it was like eighty some. He said eighty some percent don't make it past the. They get down to the Ohio Valley, and they sit there for a second. If it's like negatives here, if it's like so cold, they'll die. They sit there, and as soon as it comes back up, they come right on back up. Exactly. And there's new the new geese don't leave at all. They don't. No. They don't do shit. And they're inner. They're inner populating now with all the regular Canada's and they don't do a damn thing. They don't leave. And it's, it's actually caused some of the normal Canadian geese to die out because they're sitting with these geese thinking that they're all right. Like, oh, we'll just sit with these guys. Absolutely. That doesn't work. These guys are built for it. They know what they're doing. And I don't know how all this happened. I don't either. I don't either. It's Ad- happening. Adaptation, I would I guess. I don't know if it's a new strain, if it's a new, if it's just evolution, if it's whatever it is. I don't know where these birds came from, but we have talked about it before where there's Canadian geese that are, they're bigger than our, our big, our big Canadian geese. And they're sitting here on frozen ice and they don't give a shit. They don't care. They'll sit here all year round. Well, there was, there was an open spot on the Saginaw River a couple weeks ago when everything was frozen up tight and there was 30,000 mallards. Jesus. And one open hole. They never left. That That's hole never insane. froze. That is insane. And they sat there. Now so, everything's open back up. So while we're on the topic of ducks, your top five bucket list birds. Justin, you go first. Oh, no. Top five? Oh, no. <laughs> King Eider. Oh, that's on everybody's list. That's got to be right. I got a. I, I really would like to shoot a bull pintail with a really nice sprig, because obviously we don't see him here. Um, wow, are we talking out of out of Northern America too? I'm talking anywhere here. I got my four. Oh, here. Right. All right, in cinnamon seal. All right, yeah, oh, just here. America. Let's talk Northern right, America. Nor- we'll, we'll talk. Anywhere. We'll say Northern America. So I got three. Yeah, you said the king eider, a bull, a, a bull, bull a pintail, pintail. Cinnamon, and a cinnamon, cinnamon teal. teal. Well, I mean, I've shot bull pintail, but I need one with. He nice wants one that's yeah. like fucking magnificent. Yep. I can't believe you haven't set a bull can yet. That's my next one. So but four. I've shot a bull can, but not in full plumage. That's so that's bit, that's next. It's hard to get full plumage up here. So that's four. So what is my fifth one? God damn! I think I got my five. Honestly, probably <laughs> a full five. plumage whistling duck. Full plume whistling duck. Okay. So. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. We won't kill that up here, but uh-huh. like uh, California. So there uh, was one on the Titabawassee River a couple springs ago. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. I've been out there with the twenty. I think I think I got my five. Uh, King Eider, obviously. A Harley Quinn. Oh, that's my number one. A Harley Quinn for sure. I, I love that. I love that duck. Uh, a Harley Quinn. A big old canvas bag. A cinnamon teal. And like the most pretty fucking blue that I can find. Okay, I, I hope blue I'm not. Blue and teal? No, a blue snow goose. 
Oh, goose, no goose. Yes. Okay, I got you. Okay, yes. so I hope, yeah, okay, I'm glad you said goose, because for a minute I thought we were only talking duck, because a couple of mine are not duck. No, so uh, we, can, we can go geese. Okay. No, a blue, a blue from a snow goose. Harley Quinn's my number one. My number two is to draw a Tundra Swan tag. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, my number three would be King Eider. My number four would be a stud uh, snow goose. And then my number five is probably just a bullpen tail. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's that, these are all great lists. Yeah. You said you had your five. Let's hear I, it. I, he knows a Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's... that's King Eider's got to be King on Eider's got to be on there. My number one would be a bullpen tail. Okay. Those are the stud. Is, oh my god! Pretty, you can't beat. Them. I mean, I shot three bull candies this year, but they didn't have fricks. My number two would be a bull can. Yes, like I'm with you on that canvas yeah, bag. Canvas would be back a fucking awesome. The I have never shot a spec in my life. I've never seen a spec, so I would put a spec on my list. All right. And then I would put a snow on my list because I've never seen or shot a snow. Well, I've seen snows like very seldomly, but you'll. On occasions, right. see them in a field somewhere, mm-hmm. and yep. yes, I know they're not uh, swans. I'm not stupid, but that would be my no. I, those I've are never all seen the snow either. Those are all great lists. I have we have have you ever seen snows down by us? But I would like to Once. shoot a cinnamon too. Once, like, Once. must have been years I don't, ago. I don't yeah, flying over. So Once. I've been a part of six hunts in Michigan that we've shot snows or blues. And but the one that we had absolute mature snows, I had a field that was just loaded with Canada's, and we were out there that morning. We needed two more geese for a limit, and they were in that flock. Hmm. And them snows would not come down. Yeah, like I'm talking a 75, 80 bird flock working in, bottom half sucks right in. Top half don't. In layout blinds and a chisel plowed cornfield with zero cover once they're down. Gotcha. Kill the two birds, let's get this done. But they literally you look up and they're right there. <laughs> now, I will say this too, this cro- this crossed my mind. It was almost on my list and it might actually make the list. A Pacific brand. That'd be a good one. So a bunch of them got shot on Saginaw Bay this year. Well, I wasn't a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was not. I'll make sure to bleep out his name. But when (laughs) came and picked up his turkey or his duck calls a couple weeks ago, yeah. Did you know that their hunting group was a part of a snow goose, a Ross goose, and a speck in three different hunts this year? In Napoleon. In Napoleon. In Napoleon. Oh wow! Isn't that wild? It It happens a lot in Michigan, though, man. Them birds. They come off their flight pattern, and it's not whole flocks. We took picture. We took pictures of specs. We took pictures of specs right in the field next door to me. I was going to pick him up one morning to go to the call shop, and I called him and I said, "Willie, you'll never fucking believe what's in this field." And he goes, "What? I'm in the middle of the road, stopping traffic because I'm out there fucking like." I'm like, yeah, you guys look at me. And here they are, a pack of like 30 freaking speckle bellies sitting there. Look, they're just looking at me like, what are you, dude? I'm like, Willie, I'm coming to get you. Don't you worry. <laughs> I come down there and get him, and I come all the way back up to that field. And when he got out, he goes, holy shit, there's specks in that field. I said, enjoy it while it lasts because they're <laughs> not going to be here long. You know, that's that's the other funny part is like this year there was snow shot in this 
Man and Flamingo. Jerry. Flamingo. <laughs> Flamingo. Them weren't shot. Oh, but they were here. No, but if it would have been me and Willie. Oh, that's what people don't understand. <laughs> oh, no, there's a big goose. <laughs> you guys ever heard of the Egyptian geese? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're not. Er, They're killing them in Florida with pellet guns. Is that Egyptian? Yeah. It's an Egyptian goose. Well, I, when I dropped my my bird off at Dean, he said one of his guys caught a. He shot a, a rare. It, it looks like a Canadian, but apparently there's something a little. They look like a speckle belly, but, like, cooler. Yeah, they got a lot more color to them. Yeah, they got they, a lot more color. They might not have been Egyptian. I don't remember. But he said they look kind of like Canadians, but there's something a little different to them. It's a different breed of goose, and he's mounting, like, three of them right now for some oh, shit. Food. Well, so the the Egyptian geese. That's a Drake Egyptian goose. All right. So the bad. Egyptian geese are actually an invasive species down in Florida. And they're down there. That's what everybody has in the and walking around here. They're fucking <laughs> killing the shit out of them with pellet guns down there. And I would love to have one on my wall. So What's I wouldn't mind so going down to Florida. Going down iguana shooting? Is that what you said? I'd love to do that, too. That right, looks Sarah, like fun. you heard it here. Get us down we there. We do have a partner that actually guides in Florida. So get us on some Egyptian geese. If she wants to get us on some Egyptian geese. iguanas. And iguanas. We'll take iguanas. Hey, their alligator season's coming up, too. We can get an alligator while we're down there. Can I shoot it with my bow? I don't think you can, but I'm just guessing. I'm pretty sure you can. Oh, 100%. Well, let's look this up. <laughs> you can shoot gators with a bolt. Really? Oh, I think yeah. so, yeah. 100%. Have I shown you guys this goose I'm getting mounted? Yes, you did. It has like pink, it has like orange feet or pink feet or whatever. Oh, yeah, you showed yes, me that picture. Yes, yes. That fucker looks like a brand. It looks like a, well, kind of. There's a dude around, around the corner from me got it. God, that's awesome. He needs a sign. No. You can't in Florida. Louisiana, yes, Florida, no. That is sweet. It looks like a brand, kind of. It's got, like, that dark undertone right here yeah. until it gets to its neck. It's, like, charcoal-y. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, did you see the feet, though? He's got, like, orange, oh, orange as pink as feet. Weird. That is wild. And that is a huge bird. That definitely are. Now, hey, if we did... I know we'd have to Google this, because most of us don't know. But if we did national birds, like, all around the world... Justin was going to throw something at me if we were going national. Birds. Look up smew, Because my number two is going to be the What's giant a smew? A smew? Yeah. Look up. Hey, Have you seen hey, that? You know. Quality guy. Look up a smew and show it to him. So, for any of you guys that have never hunted with a coot lover. Smew. I envy you, coot lover. Smew duck, man. Because Look at that. It's pretty. Yes. Show it to him. Show it to him. That we, fucker's gnarly. We pull into fields and, <laughs> and Willie wants to start blasting. I'll splooge for a coot, man. Pisses me off. Were you with me this morning? I ran the one over. Yes. Yes. Because I jumped out. He jumped out to go get it. We ripped it in fucking smithereens. I was like, I gotta jump out while you're moving around this turn because I knew if I said there's a coot in the water, I want to get it. No, we're literally driving down the freaking path. And here goes a bunch of coots, and we're just going. You're like, wow, look at all these coots, and all of a sudden, one of them dumb motherfuckers was like, I'll take this boat on. Don't you fucking worry, I got this, boys. Yeah, he lost. He lost to the boat. So on the way back out, I what's funny though is. We got the coot king, and the only dumb son of a bitch to kill a coot all year were me and Justin Dixon. Yeah, you outcooted me all year. Well, <laughs> the fuck? shooting a coot, Justin. <laughs> the yeah, fuck? In my defense, I was chasing a cripple in the corn and seeing something move. You know? In my defense, I had, I saw a bird flying and lock up in the spread, and I pulled up and said, you're dead. I'm hearing a lot of excuses. That's all I'm saying. Just like assholes, everybody's got one. Yep. You know what? This guy, you don't want to go with him on a coot hunt because the son of a bitch will literally see mallards flying. Like, 
I'm gonna leave and go down there and shoot Cooch. I'll be back. And he'll fucking <laughs> leave. Horrible. He'll leave. I'm leave he'll be like, I'm gonna go shoot Cooch, boys. And he'll what? go down there and shoot Cooch. He begs me to go to this certain spot up north on the on the bay. I don't even duck hunt. That's all bad. it fucking is, all it is, is Cooch. And I'm like, dude, if you want to go there so bad, drop me off on a fucking somewhere else and go shoot Cooch, and I'll shoot something else because I don't want to waste my shells. I don't want it. If I shoot one coot, it was an accident. If I shoot two, I'm having a bad day. If I shot three, I'm pissed off at the world. If I shot four, fucking kill me. The 24 season, I'm getting a coot mounted. I fucking hate you. I hate you. He begged. He begged for his dog. He wanted his dog, the first bird it retrieved, to be a coot. He begged. He wants. Oh my god. I'm like, dude, please, please don't ruin this fucking dog. Please. New rule for the 2024 season here is zero coots. All right, I'm up for that. I only got to shoot one, then you guys can kick me off for the rest of the year. I'll break the rule. I'm good. <laughs> I hope you do an opening. I hope you do an opening fucking day. Opening day. I will buy, I will buy another boat just so you can go with I it. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> don't, don't egg him on. He's a fuck. <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand who I am. Like, I know, but you're egging him on. You don't know I who he is. Coot, <laughs> I like to shoot. I, coot. I he's the he's the guy that shoots the coot just so he can be like, I gotta fucking marinate this thing for seventy two hours. But goddamn, it's delicious. You know what I gotta do with my mallard? You know what I gotta do? Not a fucking thing. I don't have to do a damn thing. No wait, no no meat goes to waste. No, I agree. If you shoot it, you're gonna eat it. I do agree with that's that. Why I don't shoot the son of a bitch. But but I don't have to marinate the fucking what, mallard. I tell you what, Justin. From now on, for the 2024 season, I'll make a deal with you. Shoot every coot you see, breast it out, I'll pay you a dollar a coot. Negative. <laughs> it was like hard. That's because Justin no. sees that green tint underneath there and goes, <laughs> My shells cost more than a, you're going to pay me for a coot. Well, that's not true. What do you, you yeah, what do you pay for Rios? $20? $18? Can you, hold on, can you even find Rios right now? He can, he's the real fucking master. Wait, and wait, whoa, 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 we're going to backtrack, hold up, I just said Rio on a podcast is sponsored by Migra. Yeah, <laughs> hold on, hold on, no, we're sponsored, hey, feed him the white, we're sponsored, out to Q-Tip, sponsored by Migra, <laughs> and Willie's wearing a Migra hat. <laughs> you guys don't need to shoot Rios, I do. That's true, the guide shoots Rios. When I shoot heavy steels. Holy fuck, you shoot heavy steels? He only shoots a fucking box a year. Well, that's, that's true. true. He only goes like three times. No, well, that's I why he... I trip. I bought a case of them heavy steels. I bought two... No, they're three shots. Three inches. I bought a whole fucking case for like 137 bucks. That ain't bad. What do you pay? Unbreaker, for? You don't bro. pay that. You don't even pay that for a case, do you? Oh, yeah. Fuck Rio's now. Or... Almost 200, didn't Yeah, it? almost 200. Holy Damn, fuck they're almost me. They're now. By golly. Gunbroker, baby. I buy shoot, whatever I can get out of Shoot your stacks load. Thank you for listening to Locked On Sounds Podcast. We want to take a moment to thank one of our most important sponsors, Nolan's Poorhouse Coffee Company. Saving lives, one cup of coffee at a time. Sit with family and friends and spend some quality time with those who will support you. Now back to your favorite podcast. Apparently Mossberg's the only one that's got anything worth decent right now, and I hate to say that. With no, passion. no, 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 no. I guess I could get a Franchi. A5 just or, came no, I'm out. Sorry. I'm sorry, 410. I'm oh, sorry. you want a 410? 410. Okay, okay. There is, I'll have to look at what brand it is, because honestly, I'd never heard of it before we bought one for the shop. But there's a 410 we bought for the shop that we've put probably four or 5,000 rounds through in the past few months. 
It's off-brand. It's like 130 bucks for the gun. Oh, it's great. It's a semi-auto? It's a semi-auto. Sold. I'll have to look at what brand it is. It's, it's some off-brand. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's great. So you're going to have to order a couple of them because that, that's my rabbit gun. Yeah, yeah. they're... They're cheap and they're pretty great. So I mean, I'll look up the brand. This guy's getting business. <laughs> like you, you know, you've seen my kids. They're little soul stealers. Yeah, they, they, I can't. Bunch of a, gingers. I yeah, know. I can't put a twenty in their arms because they'll all go flying. <laughs> I can put a four ten in every one of their arms though because they can all shoot it. Yeah, my five year old can spank the twenty and we're good. Because when you said twenty, I was like, oh, there's fucking better ones than Mossberg out there. A five just released theirs. Benelli's got theirs. Franchi's yeah, got theirs. Not a new. I'm not a fan of the new Browning. Oh my! Oh no! Oh, you know what? Good thing we're farther in the podcast. I love the Browning. Oh my I god! I think they're a solid gun. I love it. I don't think the A5s are what they used to be. Oh, I, well, I have heard some bad reviews. So hold on. I will. I will say. I have not shoot. The, I shot. I haven't shot the new ones. I shoot a B2000, and I love it. And when, that's when the first. Say, that's the we, first gas gun they had. Or, say, sorry, inertia. New, I think it's inertia. When we say new, no, how far back we going here? Like. Well, these fuckers are only twenty years old, so it's not very. So the hard. B the B two thousand was actually the first. You load it from the side, like you load it from the side. It so, was the first semi. I think one of the first semi autos they ever that Browning ever came out with. So I haven't shot their new shit. The twenty gauge is actually brand spanking new. I think they just came out with it in the last couple of weeks. So I have an original A five, a Belgian, and it's whatever fucking year that is. Mm-hmm. That's a solid gun, but it's only a two and three quarter gun. That's all mine is. Yep. Old. Yep. My you guys cousin. are gonna end up with the three series podcast. Out of this we're company. in two hours nine minutes right now. So yeah, we're, we're not even done yet. <laughs> my, my cousin bought a brand new A five from well, it was Bears at the time. Now it's Thurston's. Two years ago. Big fan of Thurston's, by the way. Big fan. Big fan. Traded, <laughs> traded that fucker in and got an SX four because he fucking hated it. Hmm. <clears throat> I haven't shot their new no, stuff. So I've I never can't, shot an I can't SX four. Yeah. Well. But I can. I will swear up and down by an SX2 and an SX3. Oh, the shoulder's the same. Well, I, I, so I know me. But I'm mad that they got rid of their Duragrip because that shit was the fucking bomb. I know me, and, and it doesn't matter. I have to shoot, so I can't just go into a store and buy a gun. I can't. I've tried. I've tried a couple times, actually. I can't do it though because well, I because you got T Rex and that's that is I was getting there I was getting there I have T Rex arms I am so short to the point where if I go and shoot a normal gun like if I walk in and try to shoot a Benelli or if I'm trying to shoot an SX4 I can't shoot that fucker to save my life because I can't draw it so I have to shoot short and I got to get it like a youth model so that's why I, actually honestly I'm looking for a, a 20 gauge I think would be up so where we hunt I hate a 20 gauge I hate the idea of it because we're past shooting at 40 yards yeah I'd like the heavier load here if I lived here and I was hunting here year round. Oh my god! I'm shooting a 20 gauge every day of my life because I really think a 20 gauge here, the way we were killing oh, them, sure. we're killing them feet up in the spread. That's what you said you, you want could, to get for next. I think right? you could With fucking 20? just and you would have the most delightful time. There's no kick. You just be. It would be the best day you've ever had in the field, 100%. and you killed your limit of mallards if you're having a good day, and you're like, oh my god, I just had so much fun. I've never had that much fun. Yeah. But right now I'm gonna stick with my over under because it's short as fuck. <laughs> I did learn working at this gun shop. I didn't never thought of it before because I've never had an issue with it. But I didn't realize how many different size stocks you can buy for short people. Oh yeah. Like I, I knew they made extenders, but I didn't know you could get custom I took, from me. I took make midget size. No, so so here's the worst part. I, I took. Call them youth and child, them, I have a tw- so a, tw- a 28 inch barrel doesn't even doesn't work. It's that uh, that's my issue. So I took my stock. I shot it goose season without a stock without a uh, a pad on it. Right. No pad. I shot it straight I'm plastic like to my shoulder. Different stocks, like like and so probably an inch. 
Maybe so. That's what I'm saying. But when I when I pull up that that I would need the stock cut. Like yeah. I need to cut the stock to pull up and be correct. Yeah. God damn! I was only picking any. How short is your goddamn iron? I have a. <laughs> what's your what's your on a bowl? What's your draw? Like? Twenty seven and a half. Oh, I was gonna say twenty seven. Twenty seven and a half. If I'm shooting a thumb release, twenty seven. If I'm shooting a, a wrist, because the thumb brings it up. Damn, a little I'm bit like more. a thirty five. Um. Dude, you ain't no even, fucking 35. You might be like a, 30 like a 33. Or, you might be a 30 or a 31. No, bullshit. We'll measure that fucker right now. You are not no fucking 30, no 35. They don't even make a bowl with a No, fuck no. Well, like not 35, 33 I think they do now, but you'd have to buy I a special bowl. I think it's a 33. Uh, I don't fucking know. We but don't. it's a 33 and it's short for me. We're I gave it to my sister. We're fucking I don't measuring it. Way we'll measure it. I don't care what he does. As long as he's the first one to hop out of the bowl. How about this? You need your gun cut down, take it to Dick Williams, they'll get you covered. There you go. I just like my over-under. I shoot it. And I'll be honest. You got like a Synergy or something or what? No, it's an Impala. Hmm. Impala over-under, but it has been cut. I shoot the cheapest shotgun here, and I'll run it against anybody. I don't know if you shoot the cheapest shotgun here. No, that fucker's got a $200 shotgun. I shoot a Mossberg fucking 88. A pump. Oh, pump. yeah. Yeah. That, that thing was like 200 bucks brand new. I don't know what an, I don't know what that Impala is. I've never looked them up because my it was my dad's gun. I have no idea what it is. an M3500? Sure. I don't know. That's what I run. But before that, I ran the old trusty uh, Remington A70. Do you can ask Willie? I have switched guns what five times, probably. I switched guns a million times trying to get, trying to get that third shell and trying to be better. And every time the next hunt, he's like, "What are you shooting?" I'll pull that over under out every time. And I just by the I know by the second hunt, I'm like, "Fuck that!" I'm shooting this gun because I can hit with this gun. Everything else is a no go. I can't do it. <clears throat> well, what I like to laugh at is every every year people are like. What choke should I use? What what ammo should I use? <laughs> we just talked what? about this earlier. Just talked about it on the way here. Oh, on the way here? On the way fucking here. Podcast. What should I use? Should I use this? Should I use that? No, what you should do is you should buy as much ammo as you possibly can and run it through whatever choke you feel like you want to use. And you should probably see what pattern's the fucking best out of your gun. And that's what I did, you know, like I... I mean, you guys all know I shoot a pattern master called Black Duck, but that gun, or that choke in my gun, I don't care if I shoot Rios, Winchester Experts, Heavy Steel. I mean, I've never shot my Grizz, but I'm sure it'll all be the same. I don't care what I throw through it. That gun patterns. Right. Hey, I'll, so you know, every gun's and I'm, different? I'll out somebody right now. I'll tell you what shell you shouldn't shoot because you'll patter master and go flying. Don't shoot boss shot shells. Because <laughs> yeah, your barrel will be in a fucking couple of splinters. Well, first of all, you well, got to win I the goddamn lottery. To, fine, so. There's been some pretty bad reviews coming out the past year or so. <laughs> Those guys are from Michigan, too. Yeah. But, you know. I feel bad because, like, I try, I try to support local, but if your shit's fucked well, up. Well, I like the you. fact that Boss will put, like, they did for Butch. You know, yeah. they'll put they'll put a little bit of your ashes in after you pass away and let your yeah, buddies send Yeah, they do yeah. do that. Let you send, Shout let your buddies send. Shout out to Butch Bovine, the dude was a legend. It just yeah. so happens that their hull and that their wad is a little bit thicker for some reason. And you can ask him. I couldn't get it out of my over-under. The wad is, the, the way that they do it, it's, for some reason, it's a tad bit thicker. I had to grab that sucker and pull pretty damn hard to pull it out of mine. You couldn't eject it. it well, that's the same with them black clouds. No, it's, the wad was. It's, it's the, the wad. It, yeah. Certain shells have that wad retention system in them. Black clouds, you cannot shoot through a pattern master. It'll gotcha. blow your gun up. <clears throat> 
I, you know, Both I don't know. Both of our guns had an issue with the box. I had an issue with them, and I didn't like them. That was one of but... the worst, like, 300 boxes I've ever spent. Yeah. Like, no, out of my gun, no, I should, I see, hang on. Last year when I met you guys, you guys swore by these son of a bitches. Don't get me wrong. It has an act. The, the bismuth has power to it. It packs a punch. Okay, so, and, and that's funny, too, because that was the first time I shot bismuth. So when we did, I had nothing but issues with him. So Willie shot him most of the year. I shot, I could not get them to eject from my gun to save my life, and I couldn't pull him out of my over-under. So... Willie shot him most of the year, and when he would shoot him, he's shooting a pump. He could get him to eject, but they it wasn't doing it right all the time. It was being a pain in the ass. But I will say they shot really well. Well, I went and shot um, the fuck's the name Kent Kent, Kent Business, which I got for Christmas. I didn't buy him. That's fifty bucks a box. But I will say, if you're shooting Bismuth, there's a difference. There is. There's a huge I, difference. La- last year we shot a duck that I-, I shot a duck that you guys were like, "Don't pull up on that duck. What the fuck are you doing?" Whoom. And it was like 65 yards up and it died. And that's because, honestly, because of that shell when I was shooting but, at it. But you got to remember, though, if you are shooting decoying ducks when you should be pulling the trigger, I don't give a shit if you're shooting a two and three quarter inch. Well, and that's the difference. That's we the difference. That that's the difference between where we hunt and then hunting up here. If I'm coming up here, like I said, I would shoot a 20 gauge. Th- three inch probably maybe two and three quarter but probably three inch and I would wouldn't myself to shoot a and wouldn't give a f- and wouldn't give a fuck what face. ammo's in my gun now when we're bound home I do like to know what I'm shooting and I do shoot more expensive shells down home because it is 40 yards crossing my face at 60 miles an hour that fucker is moving yeah but and- you guys have watched me full birds at 60 plus but we just we've crippled. I've With used Winchester and Rio down home, and we just we cripple them. And we don't have a dog. We didn't have a dog. We do now, which is a big difference. But we've crippled them, and then you shoot a business shell, and it's like that fucker's dead. Now, yes, I did have to pay a shit ton more money, and if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. It just depends on where you're hunting. But I do think Bismuth has more knockdown power, and if you're shooting cross across your face right, I like it better yes. which we, we just, just don't we just don't do for I mean, some my reason my problem is though with that pattern master is if them ducks are actually in your face you guys both know this oh it blows them apart oh, or you miss hit them yeah it's yeah. either well hey but you know what I'll give so him tight. I'll give you credit though if you're shooting some guys shoot a full because it's either a clean miss or a clean hit if you're shoot, I shoot uh, um what do I shoot couldn't tell you um improved modified Improved modified, and so anything past forties mm, iffy. So I don't shoot past forty because that's getting kind of wild. But anything close is great. But some guys swear by shooting nothing but a full because they're like, hey, if I miss it, at least I know I missed it. But if I hit it, the fucker's dead. It is crumpled. Right. It's gone. Like I know I hit it. There well, I mean, is no. You guys have watched me pillowcase. I don't know. Oh, hundred percent. I feel bad for the duck because it's like, well, I don't feel bad, but I it just disappears. Like it's. And you're like, oh, damn, Boy. that duck's gone. <laughs> you know, you shot that wood duck this year at like 20 yards and it just went poof. And I was like, oh, it's gone. Now, that wasn't as bad as my opening day scenario where I shot that fucking teal at negative 10 yards. <laughs> that was Negative <laughs> <laughs> 10? What was it sitting on? Oh, my God, dude. It landed, <laughs> it landed in front of us. I felt so Honey bad. pulls the trigger and moves oh. the duck 30 yards back. So, I, it, dude, I, it literally landed in front of us and I had a panic attack because it landed. It, it almost hit me. And it landed and I pulled my gun up and I was like, oh, my God, there's a duck. So, I aimed at its head. Well, it saw me and it turned and it spun and went to swim away and when I pulled the trigger, it was no longer on its head. Head. I 
shot that duck. It landed about 30 yards in front of me where all the other ducks were being killed. I went and got it, and I was like, oh, boy, that's tough. I ripped that duck into, I mean, just smithereens. I felt terrible. I was like, oh, no. I picked it up. Why'd you feel bad? It was quick death, but it was not very edible. Yeah. And that was that was the problem. I ripped that thing into bajillion pieces, and I looked at I looked at Justin, and he goes, "What the fuck, small fry?" And I'm like, "I panicked. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry." I well, opening morning was crazy because it just so happened that small fry had like must be the prime fucking position because it's like boom, 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 and I'm just killing ducks and I'm like, holy fuck, what is happening? Guys, are you seeing birds? You're like, we can't see. But if you're short, when that sun comes up, the tall guys see shadows. You know what the short guys see? We see a fucking blank sheet of of sun on the water, and when a shadow crosses it, we see it. Well, so, but there's two <laughs> short guys in the field, though, and one tall. Guy. Well, he just so happened to be on the very end. He took yeah, the worst. He, wor- he took the spot. worst fucking spot. And then, unfortunately, the other guy on the end couldn't hit a duck in front of him. Well, he was having a bad day. He, <laughs> we're not shitting on him because he picked that oh, spot. No, way to be him. way to be to him. He just is having a rough day with his gun. Caleb Brown. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the short guy the short guy in the fucking middle could see the ducks. And so when they're landing, everybody's like and it's boom, where the fuck are you shooting me? I got three birds. Woohoo! Going out there and getting them, coming back. It was an amazing hunt. And it got to the point where I was telling Justin, I'm like, Justin, you need to move with me. He's like, no, I'm not fucking moving with you. He's like, you know me, I shoot lots of birds. I shot another bird and he goes, Alright, motherfucker, you need to get out of there and come to my spot. I'm gonna go to your spot. I was like, okay, and then they kept shooting birds. It was a fucking amazing day. It was great. So what we need to do. So that was actually day two because so, opening day we went and shot we shot geese. geese. We shot geese. We shot three I got my first two bands. Banded goose. So we got two two, two bands, bands that day. Yep. So Justin's got a camper now. Isn't it in Detroit? It won't be during duck season. Oh. So I have a duck camp at my house every year. A certain group of people Bro, that come. You see them cots? Yeah, we sleep in this barn. Yeah, right it's, it's way funner to have campers at my house. And have the bonfire and do the whole yeah. camp up <laughs> and drink a shit ton of beer. Well, yeah, what he's what he said. What I change is what the hell we do here. <laughs> no, I'm kind of sad because I'm out of beer. <laughs> beer in the fridge. You just gotta switch off your fucking high class shit. I didn't buy it. I'm the Coors, Coors Banquet's one of the only beers I'll drink. I'm not much of a beer guy. No, I, I don't need another one. Dude. I know we're we're finishing right, up the pot here hold on. soon. I got, I got something for you guys. Oh boy, he's got something. You got something. They've already had it. Finish it off. I'm not going to finish it off. Yeah, take it. Hold on, i got to open it. <laughs> you got it. I'm and the it. 190 proof apple pie comes back to the podcast. That stuff is good. Save my sip. There you go. You got a sip left. We're good. Oh, yeah. That's good shit. God damn it. I want more of that, Justin. Oh, hey, Jeff called. How much did you pay for a bottle? How much did you pay for a bottle of that? We, we're, not paying, we're not paying for illegal booze. <laughs> 30 bucks. Honestly, it's one of my fellow charter captain guys that was here and brought that one night. He brought it? How much would he charge for a bottle of that? That's fucking good. They already had that, too. We we went through our rounds. If I if I had that in my fridge, I would be drunk until it was gone. I'd be in big, big trouble. I got shit here. You do? Jesus. All right. So... All right, where do we want to go next, Willie? We want to talk about anything else? I don't know. What else you guys got? I know, so I know these are mine for 
Sure. I want to go back to the fishing MWT tour. Okay. All right. Before we end. You sure you don't want to go back to deer hunting? I got some stuff to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to drop a thanks to our sponsors. And if I forget somebody, Tyler, you remind me. But I really want to thank Live Beta Saginaw. I want to thank the Lockdown Sound Boys. I want to thank Michigan Palette, Panfish Slayers, Slosser and Sons Critter Removal, Slab City Baits. Slab City Baits. Slab City Baits. There we go. Yeah. Classic guy. And KB Tackle, yes. KB, KB Tackle. He All is right, gonna we were su- forgetting. I should have guessed that considering we're designing hoodies for him. He is gonna, <laughs> I didn't know that. He is going to uh, hook us up with some baits. Oh, my God. We're just passing this fucker around. Oh, you're designing the hoodies? I mean, it's his logo. He's just telling me where he wants them, and I'm sending them to our hoodie lady. That's fine. And I think I got everybody that is... Oh, no. Cause we they, don't need this. They, they have it yet, so... We don't need this. Bastards. Yeah. So that's I wanted to thank those guys. That's um, good. I was gonna ask, we were gonna ask you at the end of the podcast yeah. to give out sponsors, and then where can they find you? So I have a website that is slappintailsguideservice.com. I'm on Facebook, Slap and Tails Guide Service, and I'm on TikTok, Captain Justin Dixon at Slap and Tails Guide Service. Finish that off. All right. Best in the business, I would say. Best in the business. Best in the business. Best guide service east of the Mississippi. And then uh, you got... I, I, would, I would honestly stretch to say I don't think there's anybody, even before Justin started his guide service. <clears throat> now, me and Justin know a lot of the other guides on the river. Even though I'm not a guide, he is. Mm-hmm. But, but we know a lot of the other guides on the river. I would venture to say there isn't anybody that's been on the river longer than Captain Dixon. Probably a couple of the old guys, but... There, there might... Okay, there might be a few, but... But they're keeping it to themselves. I... I they're pretty... I don't think there's many people that have been on that water and know it as well as Justin. Hey, he knows it pretty Very well. Very rarely do I hear Justin say he had a bad fishing trip. Yeah. Like, today... Like, a, today is a prime example. We ran 20-ish to 25 <clears throat> miles put his clients on fish and he just knew where to go that that says a lot about a captain yes sir it does i don't give up that's for sure and i know for a fact we went by other charter captains that we know that they got fish but they didn't get the numbers that we got today all right willie is there anybody we need to shout out for lockdown sound nope nope Nobody? I cut in their sponsors throughout the episode. Oh, you're, right. you're done, right? You're for sure. <laughs> Sorry about talking about other shot shells, Migra. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> we just talked to Q-Tip. It'll be all right. Yeah. Man, um, if I still ran my page, I'd shout it out. But I so, <laughs> oh, well, there'll be an order coming soon for anybody who wants it. Yes, sir. Um, I guess that's it. If you want to, obviously, in order to find us, you're listening to the podcast. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll uh, catch you next week. Yep. Have a good one.